Blog Talk Radio.
want to say shalom, shalom, human family, especially dispersed Israel to the four corners. Shalom. In your place of captivity, may you walk according to the Father's Spirit and experience deliverance for your household while your nation, no doubt, is in captivity. But all of that is coming to a quick end. As the rumbling on this planet is happening, Ezekiel 37 taking fold. Israel is becoming a nation again. Awake Zion. And that song was just saying, I trust you, Yah. Who is Yah? It's the Father, not the Son. The Father. Every single time, saints, you say hallelujah, you're saying praise Yah. If you don't like his name, say hallelujah God or something. I don't know. But he's Yah. He is known by many names, but the scripture does say call his name Jah. Of course, we know there was no J in the Hebrew, so that's where we get the name Jah. I mean, excuse me, Yah. So those of you that have trouble with us not wanting to say Jesus, same thing happened with Hallelujah. People just don't, they say Yah. It's spelled with a J. Did you know that? Well, how's the human family doing tonight? I hope everybody is blessed and and obeying the Father as best you can and enjoying his blessings. Hopefully the, the Spirit is dominating our lives where we have those fruits of the Spirit. If not, this world, this life is very miserable for you right now, no doubt. So I'll play that again. I actually like that little tune. I trust you, y'all. It's a lot of Israelites. Uh, we haven't uh, globally, we haven't seen the influx of songs with the proper names yet, but it's coming. So tonight, I'm letting everybody know you're going to hear a lot of Jesus. You're going to hear a lot of Jesus tonight, but please know that there was no J in the Hebrew and that his name was Yeshua. Many pronounce it Yahweh or variations of that uh, name. So just know that we all talking about the same person tonight. Yes, those that want to control the family, the human family, especially Israelites, did change the name, change the faces, change the the image. You know, many of you know about the Pope commanding Michelangelo to render a, a white image of the Lord's Supper, and, and that was just the start of many converting of images into another image. And then the converting of his name. They really created a, 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 a brand new person named Jesus Christ. But, saints, but the Father know exactly who our mothers and grandmothers was calling on. So if you want to say Jesus, you are welcome tonight to call on the name of Jesus. We have no trouble with that. After all, it's about the character you possess when you use that name. It's not so much the J-E-S-U-S and what's coming off your lips. Some people don't pronounce it right. That, that's not that's not what the demons answer to. That's not what the Father answered to so much. It's, it's the authority and the character by which you're operating, especially in the spiritual realm. So tonight, tonight, 
I want to thank every single one of you for your time, for stopping by for another show. We're well over 360 shows now, and I really want to thank my followers, uh, those followers of Five Smooth Stones. I, I watch the names, my and I. I say we because a lot of people contribute to the success of Five Smooth Stones. A lot of believers, a lot of uh, seasoned people we try to have on this show that love the Father, that love Yah, and is that is are articulating His 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 movements within the earth. That's what this show is all about, Five Smooth Stones. And uh by the way I'm gonna go over real briefly before we bring on uh the Bishop Robert E. Smith Senior. As many of you know this is uh the interview of Rob, Bishop Robert E. Smith Senior. Maybe the final one, we don't know. I just learned not to say final. I know I put it out there but we'll see. We'll see. So folks listen, what's going on? Why are you doing this show, Brother Seth? What is your intentions? Let me just kind of just do a little bit, a quick little, I'm going to go as fast as I can because I want to have this brother on. And I really want to see if we can release him a little early tonight, but we'll see. Uh, Folks, listen, like I said earlier, there is a global rumbling all throughout the planet. And, you know, we can say we want to say about the flesh and the spirit, what's in the flesh, what's in the spirit. But the scripture says certain things would happen in the natural. One more time. The spiritual scripture says certain natural, physical, fleshly things will happen that you can see, taste, touch, smell. One of them is the Father would restore natural Israel. We know about the spiritual Jew. But there was no need to talk about another Israel after he talked about the spiritual Jew if he's done with them. The Father has not done away with his people. Folks, Israel is in captivity as we speak. I don't know who those people are. Israel, Actually, I do know who they are. They're the punishment that the Father says, I will scatter you, and I will bring a nation from the north, a nation from the north. Joel 2 talks about it. Jeremiah 1 talks about the Father calling all of the families of the north. For scripture reading, I'll, I'll go fast for time's sake, but I'm, I'm, I want to give you the exact verse, but it's in chapter 1 of Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah. The scripture talks about it. Remember Israel to repeat. When you see them go through something in the Bible, it's not just for that particular time. Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 talks about Moses speaking to the Israelites and he telling them that certain things they will go through forever, 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 forever. Folks, those people in Israel is a judgment sent there. And they'll tell you if you talk to them right. From Kazaria. Large land of Khazari. The, the, the king Bulan didn't want to be a Muslim, didn't want to be Christian, so they converted to Christian. I mean, excuse me, Judaism. Over time, like whites do and everything else, they just took over it and started owning it. There ain't been no more Jews in the man of the moon. The Bible said, Touch not my anointing, do my prophet no harm. Those that speak, those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. There's no way in the world I'll be saying what I'm saying. And we move, we're working up to the interview of the one and only Bishop. Robert E. Smith, Sr., I have got to lay this foundation. 
because he's all about the spirit, not about the flesh at all. We, and he's going to articulate that in a second. But I gotta help you understand what this is all about tonight. This is about not about bashing this man of God. And I did say man of God. Some of y'all call him all kind of names, but this is where Brother Seth stands. Okay, this is how we're going to set the stage, folks. Listen. African Americans is misbehaving and malfunctioning because of what we call a, a, a crisis in their identity. Yes, what the brother is saying, brother meaning Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr., what he t- articulates about the spirit is the first class answer. It is not about just knowing you, Israel. That is not going to solve our problems. If it was, why did Israel get in trouble in the first place? Something's wrong with their heart. So this brother's not whistling this when he says it's about spiritual identity, about the heart. We just have trouble with how he applied that into natural circumstances in our world. I think he lacked practicality of this, of this major, major revelation of who we are in Christ. It's first class, though, and I think a lot of his followers, I've been listening to a lot of the shows, and I think they think we're against the spirit or something. Oh, no, 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 no. We believe in the whole Bible. The Bible addressed the natural realm. The Bible says certain things are going to happen in the natural realm, in the fleshly realm. Yes, it does. So if you're in the spirit and you, and, 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 and you say no good thing in the flesh... And you say the flesh profit nothing, and you say count it all dung, and you don't look at the, at the natural at all. That's what it sounds like in some of the comments I hear. Then you miss the move of God in the natural, in the flesh. He's, it's both spirit and natural, Sister Eliana was saying some weeks ago. So tonight, what's happening? There's a global rumbling. The Father is restoring his people, the bones are coming together. Yes, it is. Winds is beating on the bones. They are coming together. I've been to 24 countries. I'm telling you, folks, there are Jews or Israelites, more appropriately. You don't call a family by the name of one son Israelites. Not Judah, not by Judah, but Israelites in China. Black folk, nappy hair. Claim to be Israel, keeping the Shabbat, keeping the feast days. Nobody trying to copy off the people in Israel. This stuff is older than 1948. There are Israelites in South America brought here in slave ships, fulfilling all of the scriptures. They're in India. They call the Dalits untouchables, living out all of the pain we're living out. They're in Australia. They're in. Africa for sure, north, south, east, west. Folks, what are you going to do with all these people claiming jewelry? Claiming to be one of the lost tribes. Dating back way further than 1948. And in the United States, Prophet Cherry in 1800 was telling African Americans, that's the name we go by today, that you are Israel. So, tonight... I've invited a lot of Israelites. They're going to be here. Some of them will have some class. Some of them won't have class. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> some will be mature. Some of them won't be immature. Some will be immature. But this host loved this guest. And I come under a lot of fire over the over the last seven days. Friends saying, you're too nice. You're too kind. 
You just, you know, a brother said, if you say it one more time, I love this bishop. This is an elder, older man. This man been on the field a long time. And y'all just have to bear with me how I respect the people of the Most High. Not to mention, he is to Israel. He don't believe it. He may die and never know it. But Israel's blood flowed in this man's vein. When he spit, it's got the, the genes of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, according to the flesh. Aaron Agnew, same Israelites. So, no, I'm not going to disrespect them, call them all kinds of names, say they paid off the government, niggas, coons. No, I ain't going to do that, y'all. you out of your mind. Are you out of your mind? No way. It's people of God. No way. Not happening tonight. So real briefly, I'm going to talk about just, just I'm going to try to make a, do some record time. And Five Smooth Stones, what is? Because I've got a lot of new callers tonight, and I want y'all to know what Five Smooth Stones is all about. We love people over here. I love all, all everybody, the humanity. Yes, I do. I love Israel. I'm, I'm devoted to Israel first, salvation to the Jew first. I love my people first, but everybody on this planet is welcome over here at Five Smooth Stones. And i got some news for you. Are those of you of different ethnic persuasions who may not be Israel, you have a part to do in helping restore us. Some of our white brothers and sisters, when you come into this revelation, teach it to your children and take out your pocketbook. And I mean that in much love. It's time you to fund a real movement of the Most High. Okay? But remember, it all starts with the heart, and it's going to end with the heart. Not the natural, not the fleshly. But you can't ignore when the Scripture already talks about certain things that's going to happen in the natural. How are you going to ignore that? So five smooth stones. What is it, brother? Set this five questions I asked the father. I'm talking real fast. In 1987, excuse me, in 88, there was a lot of talk about God getting ready to use a black man. God getting ready to use a black man. God getting ready to use a black man. I asked the father, what is that? Why would you use the black man? It don't sound right. It sounds racist. Just like the bishop, I'm sure, would say. But in 1988 and 87, there was a lot of talk about God getting ready to use a black man, the black man, the black man. I asked the father, what's going on with that? I also asked him, what's going on in our world? I hear something called the One World Government, New World Order. I heard that there's some wars planned as much as 30 years in advance. I heard there's such thing as staged news, fake news. Father, what is going on? I can't trust ABC, CBS, because I know our country is full of white supremacy. What is going on? I also asked him, could I understand the book of Revelation? I'm tired of trusting these white males because they're racist. Most of them, they're not going to tell anything about us as a people the truth if this makes them look bad. So I don't, I don't want a minister like that. I want someone to tell me the truth. So I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I also asked the Father, could I travel? Could I see the world? I didn't ask to be born in the United States. Can I see the world? I want another perspective. I want to get away from all these racist white people and these racist ministers that preach the gospel, but they have hidden hatred towards us as a people. Father, can I see the world and get another perspective? Not in this order, family, but I did ask these questions. And the next thing I asked them was, were there any blacks in the Bible? I said, I keep hearing about Jesus being black. I think he's a blonde hair, blue eye. I have no trouble with it. But, Father, I just want to know, were there any people in that book that look like me? I want you to listen to me very careful, those of you that think I hate white people. 
I asked the father that question because it sounded racist, some of these things I was hearing. And the father answered me over the years, you don't have to travel like I travel to get this information. You can get in your prayer closet. But I did happen to go visit 24 countries. I'm not done. That's not the world, but I have seen some things and heard some things that you would not believe outside of the realm of white supremacy. Folks, those five questions turn into five answers we call five smooth stones, five topics we call five smooth stones, and they are these. The revelation of the true people of the Bible. Remember I asked them, were there any blacks in the Bible? Whole book is black. Where whites can't appear, it's not in a good light. White skin under the old dispensation was considered clean leprosy. Go to some teachings I've done before. Just simply Google five smooth songs. Bible leprosy. If it's what you're thinking in your head right now, why does Leviticus 13 and 13 say when you cover with this from head to toe, you are clean or you accept it? How does that make sense? How much sense does that make if they have sores? That once you got sores all over you, you clean and accept it. White skin. In biblical times, not now. Christ have come, thank the Father, as the bishop says so often. We're a new man now. Don't matter. But in the old dispensation, in the Old Testament, it was not pretty to not have melanin. Those people were dark skin of the Bible. That's what the Father showed me. So the revelation of the Hebrews. Number two. The revelation of leprosy. That was that's another topic we talk about a lot on this network. Again, you can simply find these shows by simply Googling Five Smooth Stone, Blog Talk Radio. I'm telling you, y'all been missing out over the years, some of y'all. Another revelation he gave me was the One World Government. We cover all kind of topics. Fake weather, weather caused by the government. I mean, real stuff you can put your hand on. The truth is often stranger than fiction when we talk about the one-world government. Also, <laughs> we talk about something called white supremacy. The Father showed me, all of us, white supremacy. All white supremacy. Show me what white people are doing to us, I'll show you what black folks are doing to us, so-called black people. And I'll, I'll use black and white looters tonight. No such thing as a race based on color. This is part of the whole teaching of white supremacy. It's a philosophy the Father allowed to infiltrate this planet to break down the greatest nation of all people, Israel. How are you going to break down a nation of priests? How are you going to break down Israel, the Bible? The Father needed something strong to bring us to where we are today. He said he would call a nation from the north. Can y'all hear my hands? You hear that? Sound like somebody walking, right? The father said he would hiss to the nations of the north and call them. Many parts of the scripture he talks about a nation, a whirlwind coming from the north. He that coming from the north to execute judgment upon the earth, they would take. Captivity is saying they would take. No one will escape these people. 
He said they won't break rank. He said they run on the city. They rush on the wall. Great is the army that carry out my word. He called them. He called this nation. How are you going to break down a nation of priests? How are you going to break down Israel? They have prophets that in their folly could predict the, the days ahead. Understand mysteries. That law they was keeping caused their bodies to be some of the infant, most infant nation we've ever known. That nation came. That nation started in Israel, spread throughout the whole planet, and now they're here, folks. Now we're under their captivity. And we're doing something stupid like calling this nation a godly nation. Yeah, they are the Lord's army. But they didn't come for goodness. They came for destruction. Not all white people. Some of them not in the loop. I'm just talking about those in power. Folks, stay here. And here we are. The last stone or the last topic is the kingdom of God, which is the solution to all those things I said before. I'm going to play a clip before I bring on the bishop of the bishop. you got to hear what he said, and we're going to start this show. The show has already started, actually. Folks, y'all got to hear what the bishop is saying. Don't judge this man. This man is no amateur. Please, I beg you, please listen to what he's saying, to what he don't say. He's been working the vineyard a long time. Give people, learn to hear people out. You can't be 70 years old having lost a daughter to some fools, some gangbangers, your precious daughter. I know we're going to get it started here. But think about this. Your daughter, you lost the gangbangers. Think about that while this is playing. Your daughter, you lost to some gangbangers, some hoodlums, took the life of your precious daughter. And then your brother, being shot by a high-power rifle, taken. I'm not bringing this sensitive information up. I'm trying to get y'all to understand you're dealing with a human being that loves the father, that's got a long track record, you probably done more than any two or three of us together, Probably. Probably. And let's say he is tripping. That don't mean his whole life is tripping. He is a book. Maybe this chapter we don't like. But you would be ludicrous if you've done any teaching, listening to his teaching, to think he's just totally cuckoo. What if it was your daughter, your brother, gone over foolishness? His brother was a very powerful man in the kingdom. And part of some powerful things. Y'all want to see some really some demons get cast out for real? I don't know some of y'all even believe in that. But if you really want to see somebody operate, in the, you have to have seen Melvin Smith operate all over the world, really, especially the U.S. Two people serving our community, gone. I don't know if this is why he's doing what he's doing. I can't say that, but I don't know. I'm just saying, what would you do if it was you? 
So just take all this into consideration and check this out. We'll be right back. This is not that long. This is the bishop that's going to be on tonight. Listen what he had to say about the flesh. This is after he was on our show on last Tuesday. This is what he said on Wednesday. Some of it is talking, all of it is talking at us and others. So he is really using his platform to speak out on what happened the last night. I ate, within eight hours, he did this, this audio, this video. Check it out. He really meant what he said. He said, without me, you can do nothing. And I know the brethren, some of them are listening in today. And that's good. Because the flesh profiteth nothing. And in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, Verse 5 and verse 6. Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. For they, including anyone that they are, that are after the flesh. And let me put a bracket in there. Which profiteth nothing. For they that are after what profiteth nothing. Do mind the things of race, class, culture, all the erroneous distinctions that were obliterated on the cross. For they that are after what profiteth nothing. Do mind. And I want to put the D aside for a moment on mine and put E instead of D. They do mine, they do dig, they do research into the flesh. They're mining the flesh. They're digging down deep into the flesh. They're digging into blackness, into whiteness into nationality into culture they're digging deep down in there and if they keep on digging they'll be so deep in the flesh they can't get up out of the pit they won't be able to come up and the reason being Verse 5 goes on to say, but they that after the spirit, minding that is, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is equivalent, brackets, for to be carnally minded, brackets, is equivalent to minding the flesh. To be carnally minded is equivalent, bracket, to minding the flesh. To be carnally minded is the equivalent to mining blackness, mining whiteness, mining Jewishness, mining Hebraicness, mining lawly, 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 lawly. I'm after the law. 
is digging into it. And when we dig into the flesh, we are concluded to be carnal-minded. And to be carnal-minded is death. It's amazing to me that people are trying to win people to life and ministering death. Ministering death means I'm trying to get people to appreciate their flesh. That's the same as trying to appreciate death. And death is an end. Uh-huh. <laughs> y'all ready, y'all? Come on. Okay, folks. Go to the phone lines. Here we go. 501-442. Who am I speaking with? Area code 501-442, your line is open. Who am I speaking with? Is this the bishop or Brother Aaron Agnew? This is Aaron Agnew. I always get you first, but that's good, brother. It's always good to hear your voice. How you doing, man of God? I'm too blessed to be depressed in spite of the mess. (laughs) I like that. Well, I hope the mess you, you're not referring to tonight, brother, because I promise you this is healthy, spiritual, relevant, relevant dialogue. This is a, a topic that's, that the church has been uh, need to talk to, and I applaud your bishop for having the guts and the wherewithal to come on, and, and he didn't have to do it and talk about it and, 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 and be looked at under the microscope as some, something less than a man of, uh, of the Father. So hopefully it's not a mess. But uh, Brother Agnew, let me go ahead and go to Erico. 501-952, Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr., are you there? Bishop, are you there? 501-952, go ahead. Are you there? I am here. Well, like the song says, still here. Uh, it's good to hear your voice. Again, I want to thank you. Thank you for coming on. Before y'all get started, I do, I do recognize something. I, I made a note here, and I forgot to say something. When I mentioned everyone earlier about me asking the father what's with him using the black man, uh, this is something he told me. I forgot to mention this. Please forgive me. Now I'm going to go to the bishop and Aaron here, about uh, Brother Aaron. Uh, the father let me know that he wasn't, doing anything with the black man for the sake of black men. But what he is doing in this end time, a lot of our so-called, if I can use the flesh, white brothers and sisters, will not teach it. That's what's making it a black thing. It, on the surface, with the natural eye, it looks like a lot of black churches raising up all over the place. It's not because he's using the black man because he's black. He's using the man, the black man, because of prophecy and certain things he's bringing out now that white people, it, like I just said earlier about the whole leprosy thing, who, who want to teach that? You know, and other things that the father is doing, a lot of white people are just not interested because it makes them, it digs up their their, their hit part. So anyway, that's, that's the five smooth stones. But brother, Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr., tonight... I promise you, before the dust settles, you will have had last word, first word, well, not first word, but last word, and have spoken a lot. 
Uh, I told everyone earlier how I got been in a lot of fire for my respect and love for you. I still hold to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you, brother, like I would anyone uh, who I expect anyone to treat me if I if I'm in error. If I not if I'm teaching something or doing something that's right, I expect saints to come to me with the same love and respect. And um, that's what I'm doing. And uh, uh, speaking of respect and, and coming to you on these terms, I want to tell you something about someone brought this up to me. And they say, Seth, you cannot talk to him like you do one of your friends. And I say, why not? They say, well, he's an older man. He's an elder. Da, 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 da. I say, well, did you hear the show? And they said, of course, I heard it. I say, and I'm so glad they said this to me because when I went to work later on, and many of you know I work at night, my supervisor said, I heard the show, and I said to myself, if Seth say one more time, he loved that brother, man. <laughs> so I said to this person, did you not hear the respect I gave him? Did I not lay out a red carpet for the brother? What do you mean by I shouldn't say? And this person said to me, you can't talk to him like you do uh, 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 one of your friends. This is the problem, Bishop, we have in with our people. When we use Westmore on this show, I normally don't say Bishop. You would have been Robert all these shows. But see, my respect for you, and and uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of these young people, they, they hate this. This I promise you this while I don't go to church. Because when you become a bishop and a minister or a reverend, it's like you become untouchable, invincible. You know, I hear a lot of the quotes on your page, and very seldom, Bishop, do anybody disagree with you. Yeah, Bishop. Amen, Bishop. Never do I see any of your members say, Bishop, I love you, but I disagree with you. And to me, that's not good. That's not true love. I think my love is healthier for you. Because I know you don't know it all. I know you don't have it all. And I think when you say, when the ministers say to me, I don't know, I really don't know. Brother, you may be right. Maybe the father. I love that because we know y'all don't know it all. So I want to just say that at the very beginning, yes, you're respected. Red carpet is going to stay out. It ain't going to turn black. You are the man tonight in terms of expressing yourself. But just know this, family and friends are listening. And, again, thank those who have been following this show since 2011. And thank you to Douglas Candy, folks. I see y'all in the house as well. Folks, listen. None of us is above reproach. We cannot help each other making gods out of men. And that was another one of the is that's another quality characteristic of Israel. So tonight, I know you said it very clearly, me, Brother Seth, I don't want to discuss whether or not we Jews. That's not what I want I want to talk about how to get folks out of the flesh and who they are in Christ. I want you to understand just because you said that that makes it look like we're very in the flesh or carnal, and you're the spiritual man in the house. That is not so. And if any listeners of the Word of Outreach Center is listening, please don't do that to us tonight. Act like this bishop is the only one wanting to be spiritual. We all want to get, we better be trying to get to that new man and who we are in Christ and walking in that new identity. The flesh does profit nothing. And I'm getting to you, bishop. There's no good thing in the flesh. That's true. But what does that mean? So we're 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 trying to obey the Father. 
We're trying. That's why we want to say his name correctly. We're not knocking Jesus. We understand who the, the spirits understand and the Father understand who we're calling on. We're trying. We're trying. So please, none of you or your followers or Brother Agnew, none of y'all, let's put this game of the bishops in the house trying to get them saved and get them in the spirit. We all trying to get in the spirit. We all trying to obey the, uh, the Father, Yah. Y'all still call him God with a thing. Y'all call him by a thing. How my wife look if I call her woman, 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 woman? We trying to call him by his proper name. I mean, we're trying. So don't play us stupid tonight. Let's not play these little games. I have to say this because I keep hearing you on your on your shows. And you you can talk whatever however you want to. But it's just we're gonna waste a lot of time if it, it, tonight you can get further if we all understand one thing: we in our flesh is not profiting at all. It does not benefit you to know we're Israel to, when you're approaching Yah, when you're approaching a demon. But I'll tell you one thing: if white folks have told you all your life you're niggas, you're this, you're this, you're that, and somebody come along and say you're Israel, it, it's a breath of fresh air. If somebody said that Bob is a piece of you, it's a breath of fresh air. And you know nothing, last thing I'll say, and I'm turning the mic over to you. And you got 15 minutes uninterrupted. I only ask just towards, after about eight minutes, if people can interject 15 seconds at a time. So after you've done one about 10 minutes, look for interjections only after 10 minutes. But I just have to say this because, uh, you know, I just... We we playing games. I've been listening to these shows, and we're going around this this, this Marbury bush, you know. As soon as you hang up, you go on your show, you're saying things. We love the Father, brother. We love the Father. So, um, Brother Agno, you probably should say anything quickly because he's about to start for 10 minutes uninterrupted. Please have any words, anything on your heart, brother, because you are on the show as well. Please, quickly, maybe no more than about two minutes, please. Yahweh is love. Amen. Amen. Well, listen. Uh, 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 again, Bishop. Um, just know that we all are trying to get there, and, and you guys don't. You're not. I've listened to every single show after you've come on our show, and I don't hear the love. You call us fools. After I laid out all of that carpet, I'm just going to go there. You know, you called the brothers on this show, fool. One of the brothers was so hurt, he said, I can't listen to the next show. I have to say these things. Brother John is not on the show. You offended him. He said, I don't understand why he did that. I showed him so much love. And all these other crack, cuckoo comments you've made. People on the internet calling y'all, and I'm having to, to defend you. Saying, "No, listen to, it, listen to." It. I'm just letting you know why you calling everybody in the flesh. What is that? Well, you don't want to meet with black pastors. Well, guess what? They're in Christ. Why weren't you in the spirit when you talking about the black pastors? Why weren't you in the spirit when you call young people MFs? You are not without flaw. We all in the same boat, trying to please the Father. So please go ahead right now. Look at the time. We're going to give you exactly 15 minutes, 8.43. Why don't you go to 9? Just know after about 10 minutes we may start interjecting. I ask interjections to be no more than about 15 seconds to anyone. Go ahead, brother. Well, thank you, brother Seth. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, by the way, 
I want to encourage people to start trusting and stop trying. The trying ministry is very frustrating. Uh, Paul says, when I would do good, evil is present. That's a law. So the trying ministry is the frustrating ministry. We should trust, and the only way we can trust is to really know. So if we really know what we know to be the truth, we can trust. And that eliminates all the frustration. So I thought I'd start out with that. And um, and I would want to correct the misconception of me having called someone a fool. I was actually reading out of the scriptures what Paul said, and he is the one that used the term fools. And all I did was read what he said, and if one was offended, they may have thought that Paul was talking about them. Because I certainly wasn't talking about any particular person. I was just talking about a description that Paul gives that puts people in the line of fire to be called a fool. But I didn't call anyone individual a fool. Just rehearsing what Paul the Apostle said about those who boast in their flesh, and that flesh included, according to Second Corinthians 11, it included being a Hebrew, being an Israelite, seed of Abraham. And he says, um, I speak as a fool. He himself said it. He also said earlier than, than that part, he says, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. So I want to ask John or anyone else that was offended thinking that I called him or them fools. I was only quoting the scriptures. And we'll play that clip a little later on. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, I noticed one particular thing that's very peculiar, and that is in order to identify with what quote, was supposed to be, that is, Hebrew Israelites, we have to go back on the other side of the cross. We always have to revert prior to the coming of the Son of God, the Son of Yah. So I um, wanted to go to a particular verse of Scripture, and that's found in Galatians. And the Apostle Paul is speaking to the churches of Galatia because they had issues and they were fleshly issues. And I'm just reading here from chapter 6 here in Galatians. He says, as many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. I say that to me is very peculiar. The cross is an offense when it comes to religiosity, when it comes to ethnicity, culture, whether it be Hebrew, Israelites, whether it be Jews, whether it be Chinese, Japanese, uh, American, uh, 
Negroes or whatever the case may be, the cross is always an offense to the flesh, no matter how sweet that flesh may sound. And then he goes on to say, for neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. In other words, there are those, not just in being Hebrew Israelites, but there are others who believe that they are what they are and would love other people to be the same. And if they can get others to be as they are, it gives opportunity to brag about having brought someone over so they can be more of who they are now. They want, in other words, glory in your flesh. But God forbid, verse 14 of Galatians 6, but God forbid that I should glory, save, or accept in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me. And that's a very important point, because in this world, you have just a bunch of crap. I mean, you got all kinds of issues. You're talking about no end to it all. I mean, discovery. The more we discover, the less chances we'll ever recover. But he says the whole world is crucified by the cross. Again, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. I like this part. Verse 15, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature or creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. Wow, that's powerful stuff. Now, I also want to put out for someone to maybe question us about it, and and that is, the hazards of evangelism and the violation of the pattern for evangelism, that is, reaching out to help other people to discover the purpose of God for their lives. And the hazard of evangelism, we find, as Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, he says, hey, look, I made myself servant to all. I became as a Jew to gain the Jews. Those that were under the law as under the law. Those without the law as being without the law, but not without law altogether, but the law of Christ. He says, to the weak, I became as weak. He says, I have made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. And he says, I do this for the gospel's sake. So evangelism carries with it a unique ability that only the Father can give, and that's the ability to become as what others think they are. And so here, if God does not make us that, if he doesn't give us the wherewithal to be as of this or as of that, we'll find ourselves being out of character with no fruit to produce, nothing to show for it. 
And then Paul mentions in the second epistle to the Corinthians, he says, those of us who live are always delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our flesh, mortal flesh. So the hazard of evangelism is that when we are stepping out of character, because we know that we're new creations, but when we're stepping out of character to become as a Jew or as whatever people think they are in order to win them over to what Christ has provided for us, we're delivered over to death. But it's for his sake, and it's for the gospel's sake. Death is working in us, so life can work in them. But then here's my problem. The problem is the violation of the pattern of evangelism. Paul says, I've become all things to all men that some might be saved. He didn't say, I'm going to reach out to get people to see that there's something that they don't believe that they are. So to put it into the context of our being a guest on the program, if I, a Hebrew Israelite, wanting to win someone over to Christ, Yeshua, the Son of God, go out to a group of people who believe that they are African Americans, Negroes, or whatever they believe they are, for me to go out to the field of evangelism to try to convince them that they're not what they think they are, but they are in actuality what I believe I am, it's a violation because the pattern is not to go out and try to make people believe there's something that they don't believe they are. It's to be as what they think they are and don't conclude that we're so much of what we are that until they believe they are what we are already, they cannot come over to be in reality a child of God. It's a violation. So, I wanted to put that out there because, to be fair about it, it's unfair. And the worst part of it is hypocritical. So, this is what I wanted to share with people. The cross of Christ is the centrality of humanity in history. Everything before the cross looks toward the cross. Everything after the cross looks back at the cross. Abraham looked toward the cross. As a matter of fact, Christ said in his coming, he said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So Abraham looked 2,000 years out into the future by faith to see Christ. The folk got upset with Christ when he said such you're not even 50 years old. How can you say you've seen Abraham? He says, before Abraham was, I am. Oh, then they tried to kill him because now you're trying to say you're a manifestation of God in the earth. Well, uh, you know, he, he kind of slipped business cards over on them, and they couldn't handle that. But his true business card was son of man, not son of God. He was son of God before he got here. He came here to be the son of man, to show man what God expects out of manhood. 
And so an, another thing I want to share is that what the cross of Christ provided for us is so much better than what we were, whoever and whatever we were before the cross. What is provided on the cross in the eliminating of whatever we were is so much better now that we're in Christ becoming a new creation. We should spend the rest of our sojourn learning Christ, learning who this son of God really is, because get this, we didn't have to know altogether the, the unsearchable riches of Christ and the depths of, of Christ in order to be made sons of God, because the scripture make it very plain that when we became sons of God, it was not according to the will of the flesh nor the will of man, but it was according to the will of God. So as many as received him in that light, to them gave he the power, the exousia, or the right, the privilege, and the authority to become sons of God. So we really need to make it as simple as Christ made it. He did all the work, and that cross eliminated everything that we were. And to go back onto the other side of the cross is to demean the finished work of Christ on the cross. When the Hebrews in this dispensation are less than a new creation, where the Israelites are less than a new creation, where everything and everybody, whether circumcision, religiosity, or uncircumcision, secularism, it doesn't matter who and what, all are less than being a new creation. And knowing that, we have to serve with all humility of mind so that we don't go around with a head bigger than our shoulders. So there is a real need to preach the cross of Christ, preach the death, the burial, the resurrection. That's the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation, not the flesh, but the cross the flesh, whether it's corrupt flesh or cultured flesh, the cross eliminates all fleshly distinctions. And then another thing that the Apostle Paul said when he wrote to the church at Corinth, he says, the love of Christ constrains us. Why? Because we judge that when Christ died, everyone died. So that those of us who now live no longer live to ourselves, whatever selves were, but unto him that died and rose again. Then he goes on to say in that second epistle, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, and it did say no man. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, whether we believe he was a Hebrew or Jew or whatever, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Now, it's amazing. When I was in South Africa for the first time, I've been there around 30 times, but the first time, and I was preaching this message that the only way that we're going to escape the limitations and the frustration of the apartheid system is not to go into revolutionary war, but go into the revelation of the finished work of Christ. 
who dealt with the Boers, dealt with the uh, English, dealt with the coloreds, dealt with the blacks, dealt with the Indians, dealt with the Cape coloreds, dealt with everybody in one fell swoop. The cross eliminated everybody and everything. When Christ died, Okay, hold on, Bishop. Bishop, you're fading in. I don't know if you're moving around or not, but but go ahead. We want to hear every word. Okay. When Christ died, God concluded everything and everybody. It's over. When Jesus said it is finished, He meant everything was finished. As I wrote or read what was written, the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. The whole world suffered death. I was crucified. You were crucified. Now we need okay. to believe that. Well, let me just say this, uh, Bishop. Um, I, I I was listening attentively, and I cannot disagree really with the theology in terms of if we would all tomorrow, those of us that are in Christ are looking at each other by who we are in the Spirit, I think a whole lot of problems will go away immediately. My problem with you is not so much that theology, is how when you go to knock people, and, and maybe some, and I got a question already, so we'll come to you, Erico 678 here in a second. Folks, this will be time to ask a question. Again, we wanted the bishop to go uninterrupted. He's going to do it probably about three more times tonight. So, y'all get y'all questions together when we when he when we start. And I see there we go. Got another phone call. Um, so we got two questions. But let me just say this real quick, Bishop. I don't understand why you cannot understand what I'm saying. I keep saying I agree, I agree, I agree. And I think you think I'm lying. Who are you on the flesh? Profits nothing in terms of approaching the Father. And really, if we want to relate to each other, I think it would solve everything. Because there's no such thing as race based on color. 1861 is when they created the whole class system with black and white, and it's called havoc ever since. Bishop, we, I believe this is the answer to all of the Hebrew Israelites. We are just happy to find out the long-awaited question of who these people are is over. The census is getting ready to start asking right now, what is your nationality? It's probably already printed. I don't know. It's going to ask, what is your nationality? Well, that would have been embarrassing. Now we can put on there. We might cause some ruckus when we do it. But, Bishop, we're coming alive. The scriptures you're quoting from talks about there will come a time when natural Israel will begin to take on surnames of their forefathers when the father begin to resurrect. And that's why everybody changing their name. They're just trying to be like the Jews in Israel. No. These people are not dumb. A lot of these folks left the church because the church left the father. They're just trying to be churchless. They are seeking the father. I sometimes believe the most serious believers is outside of the, the rim of those brick and mortar. These people, some of them on the young, if you Google, Google uh, Hebrew Israelite family and friends, everybody tune in. Again, we just service tonight, service tonight, trying to seek the Father's heart. If you Google Hebrew Israelite, you're going to see a lot of folk out there talking crazy white people. Family and friends, please do not judge all people by that. 
There's extremes in every every uh, expression of faith. Those are young people. They are pissed. This is an old revelation. Bishop Crowder, Prophet Crowder, 1800s. This goes all the way back. The, the older we go back, the more it's being taught. There is a priest in Israel who taught the people in Demona. And I'm going I'm to switch. To go to the, I'm coming to you, uh, Erico. And also I see 513602. I didn't really see your hand. You was there actually before. I, I, I was at the bottom. I didn't see this. There's a lot of people this phone line. But listen, Prince Shalika, if I pronounce his name, those of y'all in Israel, forgive me. But he come from, he was the right-hand man of Bishop Mason. And he said Bishop Mason early on taught that African Americans was one of the lost tribes of Israel. The early founders of all of the black organizations, if I can say black with you, Baptists, this, the further you go back, the more you hear this. We're the generation that just lost our minds don't know who we are. They came up those slave ships. Queen Elizabeth said, don't, I don't know if it's the queen, I can't say Elizabeth. She said, don't bring me no Israelites. Check it out. It's, I'm serious. Not to mention the Zondervan Dictionary says African Americans is not from him. Those of you that like Zondervan, you like quoting dictionaries. This is old. And we're not necessarily, there are some of us gloating, and that's why I have you on. That's why I have you on. One of the reasons I have you on is because you're on to something. We need to get out of the flesh in terms of boasting in it and walking in it and trying to approach the Father from it. And that law, that Old Testament law, please, the Holy Spirit now leads in God's so We have more than 613 laws. So I'm with you, but I don't like how you diss people because they they come alive and they're brand new to this and they, they new with the names, they're changing their names, and, and you just, 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 just get out of the flesh. Isn't it funny? Everybody was talking about the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. And then when black folks find out who they are, all of a sudden it's not about the flesh no more. Let me go to the phone lines. Eric code 6, excuse me, 513, then we come to you, 678559. Eric code 513-602. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. What's your name and city, please? Okay. My name is Arlene, and I'm here in uh, the DFW area. <laughs> well, hello, hello Miss Arlene. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, and good evening. This is my Bishop. lovely wife. Nice to meet you. <laughs> say that again. I just wanted to say hello to Bishop. Nice to meet you. And Bishop, we can barely hear you. And say hello to Brother Agnew. He's on the line as well, Aaron Agnew. Hello, Brother Agnew. Nice to meet you as well. God bless okay, you. Okay, Miss Wifey, what's your comment for tonight? Well, I actually have two comments, and I'll just make them, and then I'll listen. The first one has to do with uh, when the bishop was sharing about evangelism, uh, how you can't basically project what you believe about the person onto them. You have to get uh, where they are or what they believe about themselves, and I didn't really quite understand that, but I do know that when you are evangelizing people, some of the hardest people to talk to are people that are sort of good people or people that have, you know, their needs are met. They might have um, resources and whatnot, and they believe that, you know, they're just very good. They do good deeds and whatnot. But 
essentially we need them to understand that they're sinners. That's what the Bible says about them. That's what I believe about them. And it's one of the most difficult uh, things to get them to do is to understand that they're sinners, they were shaped and formed in iniquity, and that they need God. So that's one thing I wanted to comment on. And then the second thing that I wanted to comment on has to do with – just identifying um, what's going on as far as the flesh, because I feel as though as uh, those of us who are descendants of slaves here in America, there has been uh, almost a miseducation to the extent that it feels as though we're like on the we're outcast when it comes to a lot of things in society. But secondly, even when it comes to God, it's as if we were uh, on the outside and that we just need extra mercy and whatnot. And so for a lot of people, they have decided that the Bible is not for them, that God didn't include us in the in the picture. It's almost like, you know, uh, we would get leftovers or whatever. And I think that for some people, it's important for them to know their natural lineage just to cause them to sort of wake up and understand that they have value just to get them to the cross, to be open to be evangelized. Because if they feel like, you know, they were an afterthought, they were never uh, a part of the original plan of God, that, you know, it was created for another people and you know, that they can come in uh, after the fact, maybe as servants of theirs or whatever. It, it keeps people from actually even approaching the Bible. There are people who said the Bible's whitewashed. They won't even read the actual word of God, which is, you know, has the power to change their lives, you know. They won't even be open to the gospel, which is the power that's going to change them forever and eternally. So those, to me, are the main reasons why the message is important. If somebody's heart is turned cold or turned away, if they understand that from the beginning of time they were a part of the family of God, a part of the plan of God, and because of disobedience and generations of just missing it, that they have have been going through so many different things. We uh, are at the bottom in a lot of areas, economically, socially, educationally. There are just a lot of things that have come against us. And when you look at us and compare us to other races, it looks as if there's something wrong with us. And by God, there's nothing wrong with us. Nothing wrong with us. If I can interject here real quick, and I want the bishop to comment on what you're saying, then we'll come to area code 678. But listen, uh, if I can interject, Arling, if you don't mind me cutting you off for a second. I don't mind. This is what birthed white supremacy. This is what birthed good white people mistreating black folks. And remember, white supremacy is not akin to just white people. Black folks are the same thing, and this is what make, create what we call self-hate. We call it self-hating black folk, white supremacy, and white people. This is why yeah. blacks do what they do to each other, self-destruction, because it looks like something is wrong with us. If we're not Israelites, mm-hmm. and we're not the people of the book, and we just come here, well, and everybody coming here ahead of us, and just moving ahead of us quickly, this breeds white saying, well, maybe they're supposed to serve us. Blacks saying, maybe we're supposed to serve them. Go ahead. And I, and I would just like to share before I end that being aware of the fact that I have always been a part of the plan of God, uh, even before I realized it, really doesn't cause me to glory in the flesh because, again, my flesh profits nothing. But knowing that I was a part of his 
plan helps me to deal with the day-to-day issues that I encounter, you know, just living this life as an African-American woman and just coming up against some of the conflicts and inequities that I come up against. But I know how to go to God in prayer. I know that Christ died to level the playing field. I understand that. I understand even more now so. Before, when I was oblivious, I prayed for mercy, but now I know I can stand tall, toe-to-toe with anybody. I know he can overcome white privilege. He can overcome anything, you know, the good old boys club and all that kind of stuff. So I know how to stand in faith and pray against obstacles obstacles that I can now see because God has awakened me. So that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. Well, thank you, and thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that, Arlene. Sure. All right, it's a pleasure. And, Bye-bye. And, and folks, obviously she's right here with me, but I promise you, I promise you, I was begging her. She said she had a question. She didn't want to ask it. Arlene do not like talk on the phone line. It's not her thing. So that was powerful. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Um, real well, quick, I, Rick, I thought she was going to let me address that. Go right ahead, and then we'll come to you, Erico. Six, seven, eight. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, I appreciate what uh, my sister had to say for sure one of the the benefits of the gospel is it is the power of God unto salvation or deliverance wholeness soundness safety security when we preach the unadulterated gospel of the son of God what it does it breaks the yoke of intellectualization and people who are moral in their own self-righteousness. And it breaks the yoke of those who have IQs that can't be touched by the average person. It also breaks the yoke of a self-hater, a person that's so low they have to parachute off a curb. And as our sister said, she knows better and she can walk tall. But the gospel itself brings people to a place experientially in terms of the objective of the gospel that in discipleship they can now be taught as to where this freedom came from, how this freedom came. James says it in his epistle. He says, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. That comes through the gospel. He says, but the rich and that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. The level playing field on that cross, person is this, that, or the other. So we, we can't take people all the way around Mount Sinai to try to get them to the cross. Go straight to the cross, preach the gospel, it's the power to bring the low up and the high down and give everyone a, a level playing field instantaneously and through discipleship we can come to Interjection. Inter- well, well, you're finishing up, but I was going to interject, so it's good you finished. But listen, Bishop, again, there are people that don't want to hear nothing. You say the word Jesus. They don't want to hear you. Okay, can I come to your church? I said it before, I've seen your church online, and you're doing a good job. Y'all got the, the, the school there. You got 6 a.m. prayer. Who's praying in the morning? What church is praying in the morning? You have the services. You discipline. Members are there early every morning for, 30, what did you say, 37 years? I mean, you, you're doing a lot, brother. 
But they don't want to come. Let me, just yeah, hold on, let me just say, let me, let me get one more thing out. Listen, it don't matter how great of a job you're doing. You can have Jesus Christ, who we call Yeshua. Again, there was no J in Hebrew. Couldn't have been somebody named Jesus back then. But listen, you can have the Messiah there in person. In person. <laughs> Forget what he's teaching you there. If folks don't want to come, how relevant are you? How okay, relevant are all these me, things? Me, how re- I, I, one more thing, Bishop. i got to say this. I mean, you got to trust me. They will come to you, Eric Code 678. I apologize. And then Eric Code 209, I see a new hand just went up. i got to say this, Bishop, because, listen, you, you keep, one thing I love about you, you're an excellent teacher. In terms of method, 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 if I can even talk tonight, methodology, you say the same thing over and over and over. Well, let me, let me, that's, I, I that's hate a, that's to a cut you off, but you cut me off so often, Brother Seth, I need Go to ahead. impose upon you Do it. at this Do it. point. Do it. Because, get this, the lesbian that was laying in the middle of the street hadn't come to the church meeting. When we scooped her up off the, the road, put her in my van, and took her to the house and ministered to her to the break of day. Her family that were in a roach-infested place, they didn't come to the place of church meetings. What we did, we brought the whole family to Christ through the cross and brought the whole family to our home to live in our home with us. And one of them lived with us for 10 years to get the guys from Africa to stop feeding them money to, to get their green cards and all that. Look, most of the people that we minister to don't come to church life. So I don't want you to think or of other people on the line to think that we're trying to get people to come to the word of outreach. That's not the case at all. The majority of the people that we ever minister to are on the street, they're in the leprosy colonies, they're in the hospitals, uh, they're on the bridges, they're all over the place. So I just wanted to lay that out there. Well, that's, that's, I, I hear you, and that's, 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 that's well put, but I just don't want you to keep talking like we're stuck on the flesh and we never get around to the gospel. You cannot be saved, first of all. can't be salvaged unless the Father draws you. Let's get this straight. I don't care what you're talking out of your mouth. The Father has to draw people, some water, some some water, some increase, and, and okay, I'm talking a little faster. But what I'm trying to say is this. I don't like how when you do your thing, you knock others. Just do your thing. Talk about well, like you've been doing. It seems to me the knocking is coming from that arena. You're saying that if we don't believe that we are Hebrew Israelites, then we don't know who we really are. I disagree with that. Being a no, that's not what I said. No, what I said. Let me, hold on a second. And I'm coming to you, Erica. I mean, quickly, six, seven, eight. You've been holding for a while. I apologize. I, I am not saying that. You have a lot of inflammatory remarks. I got a page here, I promise you. One, two, three, four. I got about 30 remarks you said that people said, that's disrespectful, that's disrespectful, that's disrespectful, that's disrespectful. You say you didn't call us fools. But after you start talking about those is after the flesh, foolish, everybody know you're talking about, bitch. We don't have time to play these little games. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, okay, hold on. My, my wife is getting on me. She's a little too loud. Don't you? Don't we love these women? They keep us in contact. My wife is such a peaceful lady, so she's saying get a little loud. Okay, so let's slow it down. <laughs> Bishop, 
You piss people off all the time with what you say. Yeah, you do. And you talk the like you're the only the one with this manner. Uh, let me get this out. You're like, like you're the only one with this manner. Everybody else is in the flesh. Brother, we understand that if you are operating on this earth as an Israelite or as a white or black or whatever, when you go to the Father, you better go through that blood. When you're trying to reach people, you better have the character of Christ. If you're living on this earth in Babylon, in America, you better have the fruit of the Spirit, else you're going to have a very miserable life. Nobody is talking about the Spirit and the character of Christ and being NEM more than your brother here. You're not doing nothing new. But you have an arrogance about you, man. Just I'm not playing. I'm very serious with all due respect. Listen, I, I want to go to this caller. I don't want to lose folk. This brother, I don't, okay, let's see. Erico 678. Erico 678-559. I think I know what this is, but let's make sure. Uh, who am I sitting with? City and LSU. name, please. Ellie Shure. Shure. No, no, no. Let me give you my whole name. Ellie Shure. Israel Ellis. <laughs> you had to put that slavery name in there, didn't you, Ellison? Mm-hmm. Boy, you ain't no well, Ellison. Not, I'm just joking. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. It's not a slavery I'm name. just it's messing. I'm messing. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make your comment. I'm just joking. Seth, uh, let me say this to you, brother. I love you, man. I love you in ways that you couldn't even imagine. I have so much respect and honor for you. I don't think you could literally even come to understand how much love and respect I have for you. We've had so many fallouts. Me and you go back and forth, back and forth, time and time again. But it's one thing I appreciate about you, and that is that you try to be fair in everything you do. And even when you're aggravated, clearly offended, even then you take the high road. Because I know that you were offended by what the bishop said the, the day following. And you did call us a fool, bishop. I do not appreciate when you condescend and try to play us like that because here's my problem with you, but I'm not going to make this conversation about you because it's really not about you. My problem with you is that you impose your calling on everybody else, and you make a lot of assumptions based upon stereotypes and the things that you have observed. You seem to think everybody on Facebook who is an Israelite represents all of Hebrew Israelites. That's not true. No more than one Christian represents the all of Christendom. So what you've done is you have judged us unfairly based upon the stereotype of those people that you have encountered. You don't know me. You really don't know Seth Turner, and you doing sure don't know John Clark. Seth Turner and John Clark are two of my best friends in the world. And, yes, I came to your page, and I posted how I felt about the way that you treated them and that message. And I do not appreciate you sitting up here and trying to act as if so you didn't call us fools, you didn't say we was in the flesh. And what you're doing is you're imposing your evangelic gift upon us. Now, I'm going to read something real quick, because let's get to this. And I'm, and I'm glad Arlene is not here to quiet me, because i got to be neat. And the fact <laughs> of the matter is that, Seth, you handling this man with very kid gloves, and the bottom line is a lot of people out there, they have issues and they're listening in because he is condescending. He is belittling. He is very hypocritical. And any time that anything that does not coincide with his frame of thinking is belligerent. He talked about you impo- him imposing something on you. Imposing is what you do a whole lot of, Bishop. You impose your gift upon us. And let me do this. Let me back up, Seth. Let me do this because i got to do this, man, because I do not want this. Bishop, all you thought, I'm going to let you respond. All you thought, Bishop, I'm going to let you respond. Go ahead. Please, Bishop, be essential with us as we have been with you. Please do. Seth, Seth, 
let me start this. Did you pray when you started this program? Because I know sometimes you're very busy and you don't have an opportunity and sometimes uh, Did you get to pray? Did I get the what? Did you get to start the program with prayer? Uh, with prayer. I know sometimes you get busy and things you don't uh, get out. No, actually I didn't. Actually I didn't. I, actually I didn't. Brother, if you want to pray, now I want you to make it about three minutes. Wrap the three minutes. But I want three you to prayer in the three minutes. So go right ahead. But I want you to wrap the bishop comment. One minute. It will prayer be one minute. But I haven't finished yet. I have to say the bishop because go ahead and, 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 and pray from your heart, brother. Go go right ahead. Pray, pray, pray please. Father, I thank you. First of all, I thank you for the people that you have called, those who have an ear to share what you are saying. I take authority over every spirit of deception and carnality. I come against every spirit that would come to hide the truth. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give everyone who is listening under the sound of my voice the eyes of the, that you would give them the eyes of understanding. Cause the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened, that they would know what is the hope of your calling and the riches of your glory of your inheritance in Christ. I thank you, Father, that you do not, that you do not leave us alone, that in all things, and I thank you for that, and I praise you for that, and I pray that the, that the, that the bishop understand that we are not attacking him. I pray that he would understand that we're trying to get understanding. We're trying to get clarity. And as Seth said, we're not playing games because we have people's souls at stake. And people are abandoning the church and apostate is at an all-time high because the body refuses to judge itself. Everybody is wrong but the body. And I ask that you would give us the humility to look within and that we would be true and act with integrity. In the name of Yahawashat HaMashiach, you all call him Jesus the Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this is it. I want to read the scripture real quick. Hebrews chapter 1. For every, every, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teaches you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of Elohim, or God. And are become such as need have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat believes it to them that are a full age. Even those who reason by use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore leaving, therefore leaving, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. What? What? This is Paul talking, right? He said, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. What does the word perfection mean in the Greek? It is the word that means maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrines of baptism, of laying on on hands and resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Now, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Again, that word perfecting means mature. But why is he trying to mature them? So that he can equip them to do the work of the ministry. This, this is the issue, and I think this is what a conflict. The only problem I have with you is because, for one, I think that in some ways, even though you don't acknowledge it, that there's some things that you do in saying are very seductive, that beguiling. And you're taking scriptures out of context, and you're not trying to prove the points of scriptures. You're just trying to prove us wrong. 
And you have yet to provide any scriptures other than your rhetoric that proves that our understanding that Israel is waking up and that we have been called to reach to those people, that you can say that that's wrong about the scriptures. Which you use a lot of euphemisms, and you take other scriptures like the scriptures you took out in Galatians. The reason why the press, the flesh profited them nothing and they couldn't be circumcised, because circumcision was based upon a promise. And that promise was connected to a geographical agricultural land. That means that if you kept the covenant, that we were going to inherit the land of Canaan. And that's why come Abraham was given the instruction to circumcise himself. The people who okay. Paul was talking okay. to in Galatians, the people, who, the people who Paul was talking to in Galatians were Gentiles. So no matter what they did, they could circumcise their flesh all they want. They could still not be partakers of that promise. It profited them nothing. So again, let's look at the issue of context. But this is the question right here. Well, well hold on, hold on, this, hold on. Let me do this. Let me do this. Okay. Out of fairness, okay? Now you said a lot. You said a lot. What I want the bishop to do is comment, and then I want you to make your final comment if you can in like less than a minute or two. And then what we'll do, we'll take a little short break. When we come back, uh, uh, um, we'll 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 finish up. If you if if you yeah, I know you're long winded, but I know you're like my hand, like the back of my hand. So um, let's do this. I want the bishop to comment, or Brother Agnew, whoever, and uh, then I want you to finish up in less than like a, a, one or two minutes, please. Uh, well, let me, bishop, let me finish up, and I, I won't come back. I won't, I won't, I won't respond, but it's, it's understanding that my point here is that the issue is that the bishop has a call to evangelism. His assumption is that we all share that call. Everyone is not called to evangelism. And when he said, Paul said, I'm all things to all men, but when you go read chapter, the first chapter, of, the 11th chapter of Romans, the first thing he says, I am an Israelite, after the tribe of Benjamin, born of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised on the eighth day. And he goes on. So my point in this, and then I'll say is this, is that Bishop, your calling is evangelism. That's not our call. And you seem to assume that every Hebrew Israelite is one who is a Torah only, who does not believe in the New Testament, who does not embrace Christ. The what about the ministry of reconciliation? What about all giving the ministry of reconciliation? That is the very reason why we're teaching this, and I'll get to that when you come back. Okay, okay, so you do want to hold. All right. Bishop, yeah. uh, oh, uh, if you could, uh, let me just explain something. Uh, folks, I was supposed to have on a guest, and it didn't work out, okay? I didn't want to get the guest on in time, so I'm kind of flying solo, brother. Uh, Bishop has a uh, Aaron Agnew with him, and I just figured, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have somebody. So I don't have anybody on, and uh, I may, I'm just thinking here, I may just want to let this brother kind of ride with us. We'll see how this flows. Uh, but I do have a hand up. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, uh, Arlene, Erico, 5136, you can press one so your hand will go down so you won't confuse me. I got two people in California. Boy, I tell you, I got two people in California want to chime in, but I got to have this bishop comment on what LSU was saying. And then we're going to go through these other two calls, and we're going to take this break, okay? Uh, uh, bishop, please, if you have anything to say to the brother, uh, comments, please do. Well, I certainly agree with the reading of the script in Hebrews there, chapter 5, verse 12, right through chapter 6, verse 3. And uh, the bottom line is if God doesn't give us a permit we won't go on to perfection and we'll end up with milk on our mustache. So I encourage people to really lay a foundation and understand those six principles quite thoroughly. I do agree with that. 
So okay, that's so you disagree with what the word says. You disagree with what the word says. Word, no, no, in other I words, agree with what the word says. No, 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 no. You just said. You just the, the word it, says. Let me let me say what I said. The word okay, well, says. Please, I heard what you said. You said. The word. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let him let him repeat it. Maybe let him repeat it. Then you then you can hear it. Okay. It says about for the time that you ought to be and you're not, but have need that one teach you again. You become a babe and have need of milk and not strong meat or the strong word. The one that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. He's a babe. The one that, by reason of use, has his senses exercised to discern good and evil, that's a person that's on strong meat. So if we lay a foundation, we can go on leaving those six principles, understanding the fundamentals of the faith, because God has given us to permit the bill our ministries, our relationships, our marriages, our families, etc., etc. But unless he gives a permit to build, we're building on shaky foundation, and we're going to end up limited, limited and in frustration. That's all I have. Okay. To say what? About that. what uh, and so what? So when he said that, let's lead to the next verse. Let's not take this out of context because he didn't stop there, and he explained to you what the milk was. The milk is the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Land on the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith towards God. That's faith the towards God. He Doctrine of baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. That's the principles. Those are fundamentals right. of the and, faith. And, 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 by, and by Paul's own words, because remember, there's no chapters and verse in the original text. So it's not like he started off into a new thought. He continued his thought in chapter 6, verses 1, and he said, simply put, now he defines what is milk, principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith towards God. And what we're trying to tell you is we're not knocking what you're doing. We believe that that is also necessary, but we don't have a ministry of milk. We have a ministry of meat. We're talking about the kingdom. And we're not talking about, matter of fact, Christ never instructed anybody to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was Paul preaching that gospel to the Corinthians. And the reason that he said it, he said, I would give you meat, but you couldn't bear anything else because you were just children. You were babes in Christ. He said, so all I could give, all I could preach among you was Christ and him crucified. He wanted to go beyond that point, but they were not able to bear it. See, we're not, we're not, we don't serve milk. That's your job. You're a pastor. That's what the word bishop literally means. We have taken it within this contemporary arena and made it some, some house of losing statue and titles that we put on people, which you know as well as I do in the book of Timothy, a, a, a bishop simply means overseer, a pastor. It doesn't have no more meaning. And if you look at it in the hierarchy of the Most High, he said apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These are Paul's words. He said, firstly, apostles, and secondarily, uh, the, uh, uh, firstly, apostles, secondarily, prophets. So the fact of the matter is that your gift is subordinate to ours, but we're not knocking your gift. What you're doing is knocking our gift. We're bringing look, it in. Look, look, son, look son, let's go on to the next caller, please. Brother Seth, host, will you no, go no, on no, to the no, next no, caller? No, 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 let, no, 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 if you would hold please, on, hold please. on, Ellis, sure, I tell you what, I tell you what, Ellis, sure, what you do, if you can do this for me, please, brother, if you don't mind, I know you yes, got sir. a lot to say, Anything I want you to take, I, I'm a, I, I, what I'm going to do, listen, 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 I, I, I want you to just calm down, because you're all emotion, and emotions are totally in line, 
to some degree, but we have a lot of, as our, you know, a lot of our sisters and a lot of people may not like the whole, the volume. So I want to come back to you when you calm down and let you finish what you're saying. Because you're saying some good stuff. You're preaching the word. You just got the emotions in there. Some people are offended by the emotions. So what I want you to do is, I want you to listen, I'm listen. I'm going to come back to you. But right now, I want you to just allow me to go to these other callers. And uh, I was going to okay. do it anyway. I, the bishop yes, beat me to the punchline, okay? So yes, just sir. give me, uh, let's go to other calls, and I'm going to come back to you after we can take these two callers, and we'll let you finish out, okay? Uh, yeah, if you if you cool, just cool it down, you may can ride with us a little bit, but you got to cool it down some, okay? Since I am cool, and we've had this discussion before, because I'm passionate in my delivery, that man is passionate, but he's delivery passionate, and he's great. He's 70 years old. I'm 55 years old and full of life. And I'm, and I'm decreeing the truth. And the fact of the matter is that now I'm asking him questions that he cannot answer. So now he wants to avoid the question. He wants to deflect and go to the next okay. That's what that is. I, I follow you. I follow you. Just, just do me a favor because I just want this to flow smooth. And I want to hear – I actually do want to hear more from you. But you know what I mean. I mean, people are listening. You know how people are start losing calls and stuff. And that's why people are some can't handle the emotions. So just do me a favor. I'll let you come back. But right now, I want to see what these other callers got to say. And when you come back, just just kind of, uh, you know, cool it just a little bit. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you, Erico 209 right now. Elishua, I got him. He's gonna be coming a little back later. I want to hang up on the brother. I'm not gonna hang up on him because he is he is doing what the bishop is doing. Bishop is presenting truth. He is presenting truth. Elishua just has some emotion because he's offended. Offended people do that. I did a little bit earlier, raising my voice. So the bishop is calm. He's wise, collect. Um, but when you're offended, when you're a defender, normally that's the case. He don't mean no harm, probably. But I, this is just what we're doing, folks. We're just family tonight. We're family tonight, and no time I'm going to listen to the show in the future, and I just want to be a, uh, oh, just wants to flow a little bit smoother. So, okay. Eric code 209, 209, uh, 233, and there was another 209 call. I don't see your hand up. Hopefully, y'all didn't run off. Again, y'all, listen, don't let emotions just just, just run y'all off. Anybody hung up? We still got a, a line full of people. My goodness. I invited a lot of people, though. Eric code 209, 233, go ahead with your question, comment, name, and city, please. Yes, this is Eliana, and I am calling from Merced, California. Shalom, everybody. Well, hello, sister. Hello, sister. How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored, and I've been listening in tonight, and I just wanted to make a comment. Um, first of all, I, I really want to thank uh, Brother Elishua for uh, bringing and presenting the information that he presented through the scripture because as I was listening, I I really had the sense that where the bishop is at is really it's good for for babes and in, in you know who are just coming into knowledge of, of the most high but what is actually happening today you know say 10 years ago those hebrews lights that are on the corner and, and 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 bringing controversy that was all that we heard but 10 years later what the father is doing as we are in, in Approaching 2019, he's having spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled, you know, spirit-filled ministers, pastors, large congregations actually waking up to the fact 
that we are Hebrew Israelites, and these congregations are on the rise. These are people that are rooted in the same type of theology and knowledge as our bishop on the line, but the Most High is waking them up, and they're already saved. They're already in the Beloved. They are walking in the Spirit, but the Most High is waking them up to begin to teach the people uh, who they are truly. And so I really appreciate Brother Elishua for coming in and delivering. And, uh, you know, that passion is part of what Hebrews do. When we expound in the word of the Most High, we do it with passion. We do it with strength. And so, you know, um, I really appreciated that. I was I was looking forward to hearing a lot more uh, of Brother Elishua, and especially, in, you know, going forward, because it's important, you know, for people. But to understand where we are, but not to knock anything the bishop is teaching. The bishop is teaching, and and it, it's just a beautiful point. The bishop is teaching that milk, and that's sincere milk, that sweet milk, that the, you know, people coming in out of the world, not really understanding, you know, the doctrine of Christ, what that means, but um, and they need to hear that. But like El Brother Elishua said, we, you know, we've moved beyond. We, we're coming into that meat, which is it's hard, you know, unless your teeth are really strong, unless your stomach is strong, you can't handle meat. And what we're talking about being Hebrew Israelites and going back and looking at what happened to get an understanding of where we are now and where we're going, this is meat. And it's not for babies. It's for strong, mature people. In Second John 1, 9, let me just, I'm going to read this really quick. Second John 1, 9 says, who Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. So that's that's what the bishop is saying. Um, but it says, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. And now that is the flip side of the meat, is what Brother Elishua is saying to the bishop. We abide in the doctrine of Yehoshua. We understand who we are in the in the kingdom. And so we have both the Father and the Son, but we have the revelation that the Most High is doing a work in the earth for his Hebrew people as he promised to his servant, Abraham. And so I just wanted to interject that um, these are two different types of ministries, and they're both necessary. But you know, once you understand the doctrine of Christ and understand it and, and drink that milk, then you move on to perfection into the meat. And so I really, again, appreciate Brother Elishua for coming on and, to, and just bringing that forward. Very, very powerful. Because some of the people under the bishop will never grow to maturity unless they start eating meat. And it's unfortunate he's been in many years but a lot of people are stagnant because they're only on milk and they're not in the meat yet. And to be very honest, Sister Eliana, I know we're talking about milk and meat, but uh, it got another another hand that went up. 
Okay, Eric 501952, we're going to come to you after the break. And y'all, just please don't hang up. I, I just got to do this little break, okay? Trust me, trust me, trust me. I can't tell you everything. But listen, listen. Um, thank you for those words. And you know the rule on this show, if press one after I put you on hold. Folks, if you comment, press one after you comment so your hand will go down because you can come back on again. All right, this bishop is powerful. He's strong. He ain't scared of none of y'all. You pick your questions. It's just I need order and I need to know who's hands. Some people's hands still up. Uh, so put, if you came on the show, press one so your hand will go back down. But, Sister Ellen, I appreciate that. And, and remember, press one, and then we'll bring you back. Did you want to hang on while the bishop comment, or do you want to just, just go ahead and I'll put you on hold? Okay. Sister, Brother Bishop. Go ahead and, and make a, if you could, uh, comment, and I'm going to take a little short break, and then we're going to come back to the phone lines, area code 501952. Any comments, if any? Well, I will say this much. Now, I wouldn't want anyone to be offended if I said, as I've been told, I'm teaching milk. Suppose I say that what's being taught, that what I hear, is actually not even milk. It's really still water. It's not even milk. Because okay. anytime you are teaching that which is flesh, it's not even getting into the things of Christ, not to mention the kingdom. And getting well, the three phases of the kingdom. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't interrupt when I was go listening right to you. Absolutely right. Man. I just, just had to just right. go ahead, go ahead. Take your time. Yeah. Right. It's just to conclude that someone else is teaching a certain level and then don't want to accept the fact that that might be what you're doing rather than what you say the other person is doing. Don't get offended when I conclude that what you're sharing is not even milk. So that's all I have to say about what I was just Wow. Sister Eliana, your line is open. Did you have to want to comment to what the bishop just say, or did you want to just come back later? If you're going to even come back. Hello, am I still on? Yes, quickly, quickly, because we're going to the, uh, t- take a break, and then we're going to come back quickly. You know, actually, I don't I don't have a comment against the bishop, because right, what we're not doing here, we're all mature. I'm not 70. Absolutely. I'm not even 70. But I don't need to go tit for tat with the bishop. The bishop, my father is five, six years older than the bishop. My father and I have these conversations all the time. And the bishop sounds a lot like my father um, in his thinking and the way he teaches. And my father's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pastor, wonderful man of the Most High. But my father has actually, the Most High has actually been giving my father dreams and visions about this revelation that we are the Hebrews of light. My father dug his heels in the ground against me for at least 10 years. He did not accept this. But, you know, again, I told my father, this is not, I am not trying to win you over to a, a, a movement. This is not a movement, some type of uh, civil rights or, 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 or black liberation movement. This is the move of the Most High, and it's evident. If you keep living long enough, if, if the Most High grants you, because the scripture says the Lord gives us 70 years, if by reason of strength, 80. If the Most High permits and he begins to do something, 
I am so confident in the in the most high that the bishop and others will begin to see with their own eyes what the father had already intended to do and is doing. This is not I don't need to give a comment on this matter back and forth. Okay. Okay. Well, well, do my favor. Do my favor, because I remember I'm, I'm, I'm without my co-host tonight, and I well, actually, I better not do the tea because I hadn't talked to you. So listen, what we're gonna do. Uh, Bella Shoe is holding. He, uh, 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 you said you want to hear more from him, and I know other people did. A lot of people was feeling that, brother. And I just wanted to calm down a little bit. We're gonna have him on because you really do have a lot to say. Erico five zero one nine five two. I don't know how we're gonna do this. I tell you what. Um. Sister Elena, thank you very much. I'm going to meet your line. Again, press 1, and then you can come back on later if you want to comment, okay? Thank you so much, Sam. And I appreciate her maturity on that because um, the bishop said we preach in water. Well, I'm not going to say it either. I'll take her to the same approach, all right? Let's do this, folks. I want you all to hear something. Um, uh, uh, this is another clip of the uh, bishop. We're going to play here in a little bit, if I can cue it up. While I'm trying to queue it up, let me just go ahead and play this other one. But listen, I'm enjoying this. We're family tonight. Hope y'all heard the love is there. And uh, this bishop has done so much. I really say it. I know a lot of people may not like me saying it, but he probably have done more than any two of or three of us together. He's a, a live elderly, and now he's got books out talking about not dying till the Messiah comes. I mean... I respect him on a lot of levels, so I hope he know that. Uh, but what about it? Is it milk? Is it meat? Are we preaching milk? We are talking about we do. Again, I have thousands of people have become born again, and, and a lot of the fruits still remain. Some of them are ministers and uh, thousands. I'll be lying if I say hundreds, thousands. Okay, so yeah, we'll take a little short break. We'll be right back, folks. Second Corinthians 11, verse 1. Would to God ye would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. In other words, I'm getting ready to get foolish on you. Bear with me in my folly. Bear with me in my foolishness. Glory, hallelujah. And if you jump all the way over to verse 16, I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise, yet as a fool, receive me, that I may boast myself a little bit. Oh, that I may boast myself a little bit. In other words, this is folly. This is, get this, sounding like a fool. 17. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord. It's a possibility for people to not give a disclaimer. And all day long speaking, not after the Lord. Paul gives a disclaimer up front. He said, what I'm about to speak is not after the Lord. The Lord does not want me talking like this. 
Let me put my disclaimer in now. But a lot of folks don't have a disclaimer because they don't have a revelation. They think they do, but they don't. So they're speaking like a fool all day long in this confidence of boasting. Seeing that many glory after the flesh. I'm a black Israelite. That's glorying after the flesh. I'm a Hebraic believer. That's glorying after the flesh. I'm a Messianic Jew. That's glorying after the flesh. I'm in a white church. That's glorying after the flesh. The black church flesh. See that many glory after the flesh. He says, I will glory also. For you suffer or you put up with fools gladly. There are people who are happy to hear about their flesh. And you're happy, some people are happy to accommodate. And if you, if you bracket, parenthesize Philippians 3 in there, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things, and do count it but dung, if you slip in a bunch of S. If you slip in a bunch of S-H-I-M. You put up with it gladly. You put up with stuff gladly. Seeing ye yourselves are wise. Seeing that you are a Hebraic scholar. Seeing that you know your Greek and your, 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 your Hebrew and your uh, Aramaic and Chaldean, you know all these different languages. Let me tell you something. You don't know anything. Whatever you think you know, you don't know. For Paul said, if any man, including you and me, think he know anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to. In other words, what we think we know is a flag to say you don't know it like you think you do. That is the rule of learning. Whenever we get to a point where we're excited about what we know, it should be a signal that we don't know it like we think we know it. It's not what it appeared to be.
indeed. Let me try one more time to call, then you pull me in three-way. Can you hear me, too? I can hear you. You know, he's been going out, too. He's been blanking out on me. The bishop was kicked off early, I think. I can't. I've been losing like 15 minutes of it. Uh-oh. I apologize, folks. I have my line muted. I apologize. I do apologize. It happens every once in a while. I just don't want y'all to hear the noise in my house, so I muted my line and I forgot. So I apologize. Anyway, Eric Code 501. Nine five two. I want you to go ahead with your question or comment. Actually, let me just do this because I actually I was muted. I just said something nobody heard me. So when the music went off, this is what I said. I said, "What is wrong with when somebody call on you to say your name? What's your name, Seth Turner? What's your name, Eliana? What's your name, uh, Elishua?" And I was saying how the bishop has the bishop in front of his name. He actually have a title in front of his name, everybody else on the show tonight, and he didn't ask for it, but I'm just saying we call him that because we want to call him that, right? Now watch this. That's fleshly. That's all fleshly. So what is wrong with if somebody, you know, you're talking to somebody and they say, well, I don't know why we're going through what we're going through. What's wrong with saying, well, sister, you know we're fulfilling prophecy as a nation with Israel. And that's how we have to turn back to the Father. We have to, and then we start talking about the heart. And those of you that, that, that clicked on a link to listen to the show, you got to call the phone number. you got to call the phone number. Those of you that clicked on a link to listen to this show, you didn't call the phone number, you got to call it now. you got to be dis- disconnected. Remember, you can't listen to the archive. But the phone number is 914-205-5590. Call it right now. But what is wrong with identifying with your group, with your with your um Oh my goodness! Not Erico five zero one nine five two just dropped. I don't understand that. Anyway, hopefully they'll call back. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, okay, everybody can hear me. Uh, uh, Brother Agnew, can you hear me? Okay. 
Yes, sir. I can hear you well. Okay, okay. But really quickly, I'm going to go to the bishop. I, I hate whoever that 501 952 I'm not going to give all of that number. If y'all know that person, having to call on a three-way or something, okay? But listen, what is wrong with identifying with who you are as if it's going to help define what's going on with you as a people? The Father said natural, biological, fleshly Israel will go through fleshly things if they disobey. If an Israelite is going through the oppression and somebody says, well, you know, you're an Israelite. I'm a what? Man, y'all tripping. And we say, no, brother, this is why you're going through what you're going through, sister. And we start talking about how that we have to turn to the Father. If my people should call my name, humble and pray, Second Chronicles 7, 14, humble and pray, seek my face, turn from the week. If we begin to start sharing with them and start talking about the gospel, how are we in the flesh? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Everybody else can talk about where they're from and give their name and their history and all this genealogy research, and it's praised. I just cannot wrap my head around why that is so offensive to say where you're from and to tell people this is why we're going through what we're going through. I just don't I don't understand why you're so evil. Anyway, let's let the bishop, maybe he may can explain a little better than Brother Seth. Bishop Robert E. Smith, Sr. Help me out with that, brother. Well, I have to revert back to something I said earlier that when we go back to what is natural or go back to the flesh to win those over to Yeshua. We're not going to the flesh, we are, Did you hear what I just said? I, I, I promise you. Let, I will well, let me ask you this no more tonight. I got to say this, though. I got to say this. Now. I will do this no more tonight. I will try my best. Y'all heard that's my word. I just don't want us to waste time and play. And I don't even think we're playing games, but I just don't want us to waste time. I just got through saying, when somebody starts talking about what they're going through, how the houses are led by women, this is a characteristic that the scripture says going to be up on Israel. When they talk about the young men being locked up and all the young men locked up, I start talking about how the Father said he would call the nation, and I start letting them know you're the people of this book. Now, you might not agree with that. Let's just say for a second I'm in error and we're not Israel. Because remember, folks, you don't have to have this revelation. You can just, what, what the bishop is saying, if you just get that, you can make it into heaven. If you get what I'm saying, you can make it into heaven knowing who you are in both flesh and the spirit. And I promise you, it's just that simple. I am not preaching just flesh. You keep saying that like we don't never talk about Yeshua, like we don't never talk about Jesus, like we don't never talk about Yah. That is so unright, it's so unfair. And that's what's making the brother hopefully calm down. I'm going to come back to him in a little bit. But but I hope he's calmed down now. Bishop, don't do well, us like let, that. Let, we talk you, about who you, we are in Christ. You know, Go right ahead. Brother Seth, you promised me last week that you would even let me open up. You didn't do that. It was 45 minutes after the show started that I had anything to say. You promised me last week. I so, apologize. I, I, I was led up the spirit to do your, different. At the time show. I was talking, I was in the flesh. And you always say, go by the spirit. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Look, That's true. I, I understand the dilemma of the family. I understand a lot of things that are going on in society that the word of God has something to say about it. I understand where, where fatherhood is, where manhood is. Uh, what womanhood is, I understand to a degree these things. 
So when I share with people, even if I'm not talking about the new birth experience, born again, coming into Yeshua, I said, now look, here are uh, four Ps that you can deal with. God wants you to be the, the priest in your home, the prophet in your home, the provider in your home, and the protector in your home. He wants you to have those four Ps. If you want to know how to deal and get along and make a, a unique couple as husband and wife, here, here is the Aquila-Priscilla principle. They're mentioned six times in the scripture, five times in the context of occupation, travel, suffrage, the word of God, and material possession. The rule of first mention, here it is. If Aquila is mentioned first, give him the deference. If Priscilla is mentioned first, give her the deference. There are all types of approaches to win people over to Christ. And then there's a whole lot of milk and meat to bring people from immaturity to maturity. It's all there. But I'm saying if we go back to, look, we got, we're going to be in bondage for 400 years, and this is what's been prophesied to be on us. Us nothing. Christ has come and obliterated all of that us stuff and have given us a new beginning and all of the tools to bring us to spiritual maturity, even the operation of the kingdom can become full force inside of us and through us. So this is where I'm coming from. I'm not just uh, knocking Hebrew Israelism. I'm just saying, why go the long way around, power the gospel and the effectiveness of the cross and the unique handling of the scriptures can bring people from wherever they are to where they need to be in Christ. That's all I'm saying, Brother Seth. You say, why well, go the long way around? Let me tell you how short this happened. I'm at work. I do this all the time. I have to have, I've asked the Father, because people say, oh, you, I used to shove it down people's throat. I didn't know I was doing this, so now I'm very, I don't push it. If somebody bring up Israel, Jew, anything I look at is as an open door, or if they start talking about complaining about their plight, or if I feel the Spirit leading, it's certain, you know, I, I'm trying to be led by the Spirit. When they start talking about all things that go through and why we have it harder, I said, well, you know, Le- 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 Leviticus 26 talks about Israel having it seven times harder than the other nation. They say, well, I never, I didn't know that. I say, yeah. And they say, okay, why are you saying that? I say, I, say, I believe we're Israelites. I think that's all we go through, what we go through. And I say, if we obey individually, I'm going to say it one time on the show, please don't say I'm thinking we'll curse, 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 curse. That's not what I'm saying. If you obey you and your house, you'll be blessed. All those promises are yea and nay to you. But if you walk in rebellion as your home, you will see your home and your nation go through these prophecies. No other people go through them if they do. They want our sister tribes scattered out the four corners. So once I tell them who they are, I'm not going around all around the way. Listen, Brother uh, Agnew, Bishop, and the followers and, and the, the followers of uh, of five smooth stones as well as word of our son, please don't misquote me on your on your show. It don't matter if you do it, don't. But I'm asking for respect because I care about those people. I care about all people and how I'm represented. I love the Father. I'm not your enemy tonight. None of us are. I do not stay in the flesh, 
But brother, I don't know about you, but I got on underwears right now. I can't walk outside. I'm in the spirit. Say I'm in the, I'm in the spirit and don't put on my underwears and don't get in my car and don't go to work and don't pay taxes. We're in the flesh, but not of the flesh. We are in the we in the flesh, but we don't walk after the flesh. You talk like we need it after the flesh, into the flesh. We just in the spirit. It's very confusing what you're saying. So is there any wonder somebody say you're teaching milk? I can't get off into that. I, I've heard you speak on a lot of things I thought was not milk. But on this topic, it's not clear what you're saying. You keep telling people that are winning souls. Sister Eliana is a, is a pastor, outreach pastor. She always doing outreach. Ella Shore is, is, is out of prison. A doggone theologian went to ORU. You could find him in the prayer gardens at, back in the day, praying in tongues. Everybody made fun of him for that. We both cast out spirits. We've both been used by the evil spirits. We ain't perfect. But I'm trying to say, you're talking to some seasoned members, seasoned uh, participants in the body, and you're trying to keep putting this on us to win the flesh, win the flesh. You said, they're digging, they're digging. What do you want us to do? Not dig? Ellis Shula, like I said, or this brother, is he, he, he talks about his professor all the time. I mean, he had to take all types of, of theological uh, Greek, Hebrew stuff at a Christian university. That don't mean he right. I'm going to say it again. That don't mean he right. But it does mean he's learned. And maybe it's in flesh. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to give that credit, you know. Ghost writers for some of the big names I mentioned earlier, Numa Life Publishing, just called Daryl and asked him, who do your who do your, uh, your your ghost writing? You go in the bookstore and you buy the book, you think it's by Jake's, it is by Jake's, but it's been ghostwritten by this brother on the line. We ain't no babies here. And if we are, it's beautiful to be babies. It's maybe babies only. So what, you just been saved a year, two, three, or maybe 20 years and you don't know. We're not talking down on nobody. I don't care about milk, water, all that. I'm saying to you, I do not appreciate you telling me I'm in the flesh when I tell people this is who we are, and they go, wow, and this is who we need to be in the spirit. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go to Brother Elishua, and I hopefully he'll come on and maybe he'll give an apology. But let's, let me just say this real quick. And I want to try to wrap up early, and we'll see how, how we do. Uh, no, I, I'm actually going to give you two more 10-minute slots. That's my goal, two more 10-minutes. And uh, I just ask that you please not say the same thing. Uh, I mean, that you, because people listen. They don't want to keep saying, he's saying the same thing. Uh, let me just share this. Why it's important that people know who Israel is. Let's just say it's not us. Okay, for argument's sake, it's not us. The Bible says, well, if you don't know who Israel is, if black folks is Israel, let me just go here. If black folks is Israel, let me just take a different road. If African Americans is Israel and they get in this whipping, remember they're scattered out the four corners. And wherever they're at, if they don't know they're Israel and they're going through all these curses, 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 it can look like they is they are inferior. This sets the tone for white supremacy. This is why good white people mistreat black people. It just looks like they suppose, we're supposed to serve them. It looks like the most highest racist. If you just look at our plight, now some of us are so under white folks, we can't even, not saying you are, but I'm talking, I'm talking all kind of folk here, and I mean that. There are some of us so into white culture, so-called white culture, we don't even know what black folk are going through. But we are at the bottom of every single aspect of life, and the, some people are asking why. Not to mention the slave. They're just saying we're understanding better by and by, but they did not understand why the father allowed slavery so long with all that praying. 
makes the father look racist. This without this revelation, without this revelation, without this revelation, it looks like the father picking on us. Another thing is we won't understand the anger among our people. We won't understand the anger while we while we while we so angry. Everybody talk about black folks being angry. We're angry. We're angry. I tell people all the time, you want to understand black folks, imagine us with a, a recliner that we're carrying around with us all the time. If you saw somebody walking down the street with a recliner on top of them, would they be interested in the arts? Would they necessarily uh, carry themselves in a, a certain way? But how would they talk? Would they talk a little loud and, and, and full of anxiety or anger, anger, anger? We're going through something as a people. And once we understand why we're getting the whipping, we still, we're still going to cry. But we understand why. We could even see love in the pain. Another thing is hindrance. Uh, 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 white folks are not our enemy. I don't believe that. I think that the, the father said, I'm going to call these people to do everything they're doing, and they're doing everything he said they would do. So what's the enemy? The enemy is the rebellion of our forefathers, which is what you talk about, that heart, a, 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 a crooked heart. Israel, I tell folks all the time, you'll love this, Bishop and, and Brother Agnew. I tell our people all the time, we knew we was Israel back in the day when in the scriptures. That wasn't enough to salvage them. They knew they was Israelites and they acted a fool. Earth opened up and swallowed Israelites. Korah. So it's not enough just to know you're Israel. Please quit saying that. Please quit saying that. We know that. Now, there are Israelites that may not know it, but we don't, I, I don't, I, anybody I hang around, they know that's not enough just to know you're Israel. you got to obey the scripture. You have to have the heart circumcised. The next reason it's important is the word of the Father is, is confusing. The Bible contradicts itself. If you try to pick up people over in Israel into Bible prophecy, you're going to be like Pat Robinson, Howlands, and all them other people. they at a standstill right there, all kind of prophecy. People listen to Bible prophecy no more. People don't know what they're talking about. they got the wrong, wrong people. Right, Paul's the wrong part. The word of the Father is confusing and contradictory. I can prove it real quick. The Bible said when Israel is obedient, they'll rule over all the nations of the world. When they're disobedient, all the nations of the world will rule over them. Those people over there are not obedient. What they're doing in the Gaza Strip, those people are not obedient. They're not obedient as to even how they became a nation. But yet they control everything, the porn industry, the, the, the banks, everything they control, media. They're not obedient. Not to mention the cows getting canceled like crazy. The land is getting rid of them. How are you going to be in a land that's yours and, and it's causing you so much cancer? It's like the number two cancer rate in the world is in Israel. There are not no Jews over there. No disrespect. The Another reason it's important is because the whole Middle East conflict will end overnight. If everybody knows who the true Jews are, I cannot explain to people how people look at us when we come to their wailing wall. We come in rows of 50. And many of them dressed as our forefathers did back in the day. You need to see the, the so-called Jews, how they look at us, and how they try to follow our tours. All of that Middle East conflict that's always on the news, it's always, it's never peace in Israel. That's not what the Bible says. Again, the word contradicts itself. It'll be solved overnight. It's neither one of y'all land. It's not you, Palestinians. You're not the original natives. Neither is those people from Israel, uh, from uh, 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 Khazaria. It'll be solved, the Eastern, Middle Eastern conflict. And the last reason this is important is because the nations of the world want to help Israel, like they're doing this fake Israel over there right now. They want to support them. The true Israel, when they return, 
When that return happens, the nations of the world is going to take care of them. They're going to they're going to provide. It's going to be the father through the nations, but they're going to provide an army, provide for them, just like we're doing for their welfare state right now. Area code. Let me go to the phone lines. And uh, I'm not, you know, and Bishop, I promise you, look at the clock. Uh, if this brother comments, I'm going to let you run with this. And I appreciate your heart. You are, I will say this, <laughs> you get the trophy. If it matters uh, who I, if I can say this, you are as bold as a lion. <laughs> Folks don't come on this show. The ministers don't come on this show. They know I love them, too. They don't come, though. And you coming and you you taking these questions and you making a lot of sense. I don't know about no milk. I, I heard some stuff. A lot of Israelites is in the flesh, but not these brothers and sisters. Okay, Erico, six seven eight five five nine. Ella, sure you're back uh, with the bishop and brother Agnew. Uh, go here with your question and comments, please, brother and sister. Look at the time. Uh, go, go here with your comment, please. Okay, here's my question. I have a. Um... I, you know, I can make comments all day, but I have a few questions. And if my tongue, I don't apologize for what I said. No way, no how. I do not apologize for the truth of the word of the most high. If my volume, of course, I have my phone turned up where I can hear everyone. But the fact of the matter is that, see, here's the issue. And I want you all to kind of consider what I'm about to say. I've had numerous people, and I myself, who come to me and they have this complaint. Whenever we disagree with anything that preachers or pastors taught, teach, whenever we, whenever we ask them and question them, they always shut us down. They condescend us, just like he did earlier. Once I start dealing with the issues and dealing with nothing but the scriptures and addressing it, the first thing he said, can we go to another caller? And so my question is, why do you want to go to another caller? Why don't you just talk to me? You I think you're going to be a volume, maybe? No, it's not about because of my volume. It's because I'm addressing things that he cannot answer. And what you do each time when you intervene, and I know you're doing your job, is you actually rescue him. Because he's about to come undone. Every time I put the truth to him, he runs behind a corner. And he does not want to address it. Like, I'm going to ask him a question right now. But before I ask him this question, I want to read you a verse of Scripture. I'm reading out of Exodus 19.6. Because he keeps making a distinction between the Old Testament and the New Testament. First question I would ask him, who did, you, who did, who did the man you all call Jesus the, the Mashiach, who did he come to? I'm asking you a question, Bishop Smith. Who did Christ come to? Uh, I'll wait until you, you ask your question to the fullest that yeah. you're going to ask it. Okay, I'm asking you a question. Who did Christ come for? He came through the nation of Israel through the Jews through. in particular. He came into them particularly, but they seem to be insignificant. Now, uh, was he in the flesh? Yes, he was. He came in the flesh. Yes, the word was made flesh. Yes. So sir. isn't there a reason why he came in the flesh? To redeem those of us who were born after the flesh, and that included uh-huh. everybody that came out of the loins of Adam. And was that the, was that the only reason? Because I think there was a scripture that says that we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the pillars and vile infirmities, but in all ways was tempted in us. I have another scripture that says that, that that Christ is the express manifestation of the Father. And I just read your scripture, and I put the scripture here, and you keep saying that this is an Old Testament behind the cross. Well, let me show you because first of all, the scripture says that the Old Testament, those things were types and shadows. 
for I learn them. And the fact that you keep saying that this is water and milk, I'm going to ask you something. Do you read the prophets, sir? If you mean from the prophet I, Moses I mean all the way Moses, through the prophet Malachi. Malachi, sure. Yes, sir. Do you read them? Who, who, sure. who are they concerned with? Who are they oriented about? Who are they talking about? I think I mentioned sir, the first about? show that I was on a couple okay. of weeks ago. Okay, if I haven't answered the question yet. yet. I'm, uh, okay, go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. Go ahead. The the whole narrative is about two men. The first Adam, the last Adam. No, no, the no, first that's man. My question. The second my question. Man. My question. Let, let him finish. No, let, let him finish. Let, 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 you, you gotta let him finish his answer, man. You asked him a question. This is why you probably should make your comment. I, so I, I that I asked that. This is what the problem that we had last week. I asked him a question, and he deflected, and he changes the subject. I'm very familiar. He very addressed that. The first Adam, and then the second Adam. And he did not come. I didn't say the second Adam. I said the last Adam. Okay, the last Adam. And that's and, and that's, actually thank you for making that, that making that correction because it is the last Adam that we are pursuing towards the correction towards the perfection. See, we have, we're not completely in him yet. Even though we're born again, spirit filled, we are transformed from glory to glory. So we haven't come to that. I disagree. And that was, and I didn't, but I, but I didn't ask you that question. I asked you a very simple question. Now I know because I can remember I just first question that you want to come in. You want to say basically yes, yes. The, the, the scriptures testify of Christ. We acknowledge that. I've always said that. I never got away from that. But I want to ask you, according to the prophets, who is he, is he elect? Who are the scriptures of the prophets written to? Do the prophecies concerning those people do they end with the new covenant? Uh, when we come into the new, when we come into the new millennium, what people are going to be ruling and governing the people of the earth? Who are Gentiles going to be servants to? These are questions I have to ask you since you say we in the flesh. And now I'm going to read the scripture. And I'm going to be quiet and let you talk. Exodus 19:6, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Now, I said as a type and shadow of what was to come. Now I roll over to 1 Peter chapter 2. And, and Peter is, reading, is writing to the dispersed of Israel abroad. And he says this. To whom, he says, wherefore, laying aside all knowledge and all doubt and hypocrisy and envies and evil speakings as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. He's talking to Israel. If so, be you have tested, tasted the Lord is gracious. To whom coming as unto lively stone, disallowed indeed of men, the chosen of Elohim, and precious, sacrifice acceptable unto Yahweh Shadamashiach, Jesus the Christ. Now, this is the part right here. Wherefore, also it is contained, behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect precious. And then it goes on to nine and says, but you are a chosen generation. Who is he talking to? Israel. He's not talking to Gentiles. He says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you, Israel, should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And Paul puts it like this here. He says, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. So if our ethnicity is insignificant, why does Paul always make the point in everything he says regarding salvation, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile? You talked about the law. The Paul clearly said that Christ is the end of the law, but he stipulated what aspect of the law is ended. He said that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness 
for sanctification, for justification. He didn't say the end of the law because I, I, I exalt the Messiah's word over the Apostle Paul because the Apostle Paul didn't call the Messiah. The Messiah called Paul. And so when you go to chapter 5 of the book of, of the Gospel of Matthew, it says this. It says, think not that I've come to destroy the law, but the law and the prophets. Remember, he didn't just say the law. He said the law and the prophets, but the fulfill. And he says that anyone who teaches against the law is least in the kingdom, but them, and then those who teach of it, they are highly ranked in the kingdom. See, what you think is a, is a secular, physical, a secular, a secular fleshly message is actually as spiritual as it gets. We are the embodiment of the prophecies that were declared from Moses all the way to Malachi. It's, when you read Joel, the prophecy that Peter spoke of on the day of Pentecost, he said this, and the prophet of jail, your sons and daughters, he says, this is that which the prophet Joel spoke of, that in the last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Well, even Peter then, when he was addressing the crowd, he was addressing a congregation of Israelites. And when then you go into the think about it, okay. it says that that salvation. Okay, go ahead. Last point, there, Last point, there. It says salvation. When you read wrong, because he's not through with us. So how can we be talking about the flesh? Well, because he, he clearly said and, and said and leading to this scripture, and I think it's the thirty-eighth or thirty-seventh, no, earlier than maybe thirty-seventh chapter of Ezekiel. And he talked about the sea, and he talked about the valley of dry bones. What he wasn't talking about when he when he showed Ezekiel that, and he said that that bones coming together, he was talking about then. He was talking about in the last days. So, again, I would say this, sir. I don't knock what you preach. I don't knock what you do because I preach it too. Anytime I'm talking to babes in Christ, I have children that I'm rearing in the fear and the admonition of the Most High. I tell them things about walking in the Spirit. When I hear you talk about it, you don't even tell me how I'm supposed to be entertaining. You don't tell me how that if I pray in the Spirit, it edifies my spirit, man. You don't tell me that. Well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. LSU, in all due respect, hold on. He can't do it all on the show. So listen, this is what I'm going to do. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. You're saying a lot. You're saying a lot. And I'm kind of, you know, because of the earlier exchange, I, I appreciate you coming on and being apologetic for how you handle yourself. And, uh, you know, I, I, you can, uh, again, on this show, I don't know, no other blog that do this. I'll let my people, uh, or if I can say people, Lord, I don't believe in, you know, for real, for real. But, uh, again, you can come on and ask questions. Speaking of asking questions, Eliana, your hand is up, and I don't think you have a question. So press one, your hand will go down, Eliana. If you do have a question, hold on, hold on. Sister Eliana, press once. Okay, great, I'm sorry. Sister Eliana. Press one so your hand will go down, and then I'll bring it. Press one now to make sure your hand go down. And then if you have a question, press again in like three minutes. That way I'll know you. It'll be sure it's quite. Ella, sure, listen. I want to give this bishop to you. My goal. There's someone on the line. Seth, there's someone huh? else on the line. There's some, I just wanted to make you aware that there is someone else on the line. They called you. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. And I apologize if I'm missing somebody. They're not on your line. Seth, Seth. I have them on three ways. Okay, okay, well, that will be treated as another caller. So this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Since you have another person in your line, y'all, I want everybody to understand, I, I still want to get this bishop in at least 20 more minutes uninterrupted, and we're going to do it. We're going to have to do it. i got to do it. So uh, make your questions. Just make your questions short, and when the bishop does his 10 minutes, I, I want us to just ask questions afterwards if it's possible. Uh, okay. All right. Go ahead, uh, caller or the other person on the line, please, with your question, please. 
Shalom, Seth. How you doing, bro? Um, hey, Shalom. Who am I speaking with? This is uh, Yahshua. Okay, Yahshua. This brother's calling all the way from Columbus, Ohio. He, another person that's, that went to Israel. Actually, this brother been to Israel. Just so some people would know, this ain't just regular folks that wake up and decide to call. This brother leads people in Israel, in, uh, in uh, Columbus, and uh, believes in the Messiah, loves people. Go ahead, brother. Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, I haven't been on too, too long, so I'm not really sure all of the dynamics of what um, everybody's talking about. So right now, I actually don't really have a question because I haven't even heard the brother speak yet or anything. So I was just kind of listening. I think from what I gathered so far, I think um, I heard you talking when I first chimed in about about the fact that uh, we are Israelites, um, so-called African-Americans are truly the seed of Israel. I heard you mentioning that, and I guess I gathered that the um, the guests that you have online do not believe that is what I gathered. Right, so, um, right, right. Well, let's okay. ask you a quick question, out of, out of, since you don't you haven't heard, and uh, people need to, to, to glean from wisdom. They need to know that all of us are not out there copying, wiped out of their name and full of hatred. This brother's the most mildest person I know in Columbus, this, this, this gentleman right here. Again, we went to Israel, and I gotta tell this really quick story. Then, then, then we're gonna I'm gonna make it quick. So I'm gonna talk fast because I promise I'm gonna get this brother in. But listen, we went to Israel, and he was trying the bracelet. And one of the little white Israeli gentlemen, you know, you know, because they're in, they're in college, and this the, the, that's when they're the smartest because they gotta be they they starting to be a priest. And he was trying one of their bracelets, and they said, "He said you have a bigger one." This gentleman said, "You have a bigger one," and the gentleman said, "No, I don't." He was looking like he didn't want to help him. He said, the brother, brother Yahshua said, he looked like he didn't want to help him. I'm speeding the story up. And so he said, uh, why, why don't you want to help me? I'm just trying to get a bracelet. And the Israeli dude said, uh, this guy knows his history now. He's in college. He said, because you're not Jewish. So this brother right here is a scholar, I think, with regards to who those people are. This would be the person that, that runs the show Israel Now on Facebook. It's called Israel Now, spelled with two W's. He said, well, let me tell you who you are. And y'all got to understand, this is the most peaceful brother out of everybody that all come on this phone line, this brother right here. He said, let me tell you, young man, how you are Israel. He says, he gave the year, Queen Bulan, uh, the largest, one of the largest group of population of, of so-called whites in Europe, Back in the day, they didn't want to be Hebrew. I mean, they didn't want to be uh, uh, Muslim, and they did not want to be Christian. They converted to Judaism. And later on, as time went on, people forgot, and they started trying to own it. And a lot of Israelis will tell you this. Isn't it in the Cyclopedia, Judica, uh, Brother uh, Yeshua? I mean, Brother uh, Yeshua, quickly, quickly. You say, is it where in the encyclopedia? Isn't it the encyclopedia of Judica about uh, 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 where they're from, their own encyclopedia? Oh, yeah. Talk to me. Yes. Uh-huh, yes. Quote the source. Yep, it is. Say it again. It's the called Encyclopedia Judica, right? Um, It's in many different encyclopedias. Um, It's in, like, regular encyclopedias, um, different kinds. Um. Uh, I know it's in Funky Wagner's and many others. It's also in the, um, uh, okay. what do they call it? Okay, that's the, good uh, enough. In less than two minutes, let me just say this, then I'm going to go back to the bishop. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Folks, if the church needs to know in time, and we got to know the Messiah said know the times, and you got the people who the Father said, I'm going to bring time to Israel as a curse, I'm going to run you out since you didn't keep my Shabbat, and I'm going to let them enjoy, I'm going to let them enjoy your land. Shouldn't we know that? 
If we don't know that, we'll be supporting them like we do. John Hagee, Pat Robinson, TBN, Daystar. And you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm, brother, I'm, I appreciate you calling, but i got to move on. I'm going to let the bishop start and then LSU. If you, 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 you want to hang on line, you got to be very, very quiet and ask questions only after he's done. But really quickly, folks, this is what I don't understand for the life of me. I fought this message hard. Bishop is nice to y'all. I wasn't nice to y'all years ago when I didn't believe this. Bishop is mild. I wasn't mild with y'all. You know what I, I, I constantly said? This is the only thing I had to say to people like y'all. So you mean all these preachers in this world lying? You mean Pat Robinson lying, the man of God, a hip and run for president, by the way? I said, you mean to tell me John Hagin I'm lying? You mean all these people lying? I couldn't wrap my mind and all these people I love would they betray me like that. Till one day I was at ORU and the name of the conference was Blacks in the Bible. Mine was the first question. Jefferson Ed was on that. And I say, I just come from his house. He had just invited me to his house because he heard me talking like I'm talking right now. He invited me over. And I, I and then I started talking to him things about words like fair. Fair don't mean white, it means beautiful. He didn't know that. And I started telling Jefferson different things. And I started telling him, because Jefferson believed in the ham, whole ham, shim, Jefferson, black, yellow, the crazy rainbow theory. And I was challenging that. I said, Jefferson, whites done created, killed a whole nation, a whole planet full of people. If those people that had to live who whites have killed this whole other planet full of people, and they had babies and they had babies and they had babies, there would be no 8% whites. Whites would be like 1%. And he said, brother, i got to have you in Missouri. And he flew me into Missouri, and we had the long story. All I'm saying is at the conference, all was there, Ben Kinslow was there, and I asked this question. I have problems with the title of this conference, Blacks in the Bible. I said, I'm having trouble finding whites in the Bible. Everybody laughed. In the end, all said, not that it matters what all Roberts say, but he was a, he's a pretty an important figure in the church in modern day. He said, these things I've never heard. We think because people sit behind cameras, they know everything. They don't. LSU wrap up. Uh, 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 good hearing from you, Yeshua. In, in two minutes, Yeshua, please. I, I'm looking at my clock. Wrap up and pass to get ready to go. Bishop, get ready to go for at least 10 minutes. I'm interrupted. Please. Okay, I'm not going to deal with any more issues as far as descriptions because I could go all day with that. And I could go all day because I just showed him that literally the scriptures that talk about in the prophecies, they're talking about things that happen, like he said, on the other side of the cross. And the Messiah's ministry, the 80% of his ministry was consumed with the dealing with the issue of Israel and what would befall Israel in the last day. And he clearly said, he said, because you had, he said, I owe Israel to root and how I would have called gathered you is a hand gathered your hand. But since you would not hear it, the kingdom has come from you and has gone to another. Now, when you go to read in Romans, it says that that's a temporary thing, that I actually, our vaccinated state was for the benefit of the prophets of Gentiles, so they were able to come into the fold. But the reality is, and to all the people listening, because I'm not addressing the bishop anymore, if you think that this is a message that has to do with the flesh, I would, I would, I would encounter you to do this. Go through your Bible, grab Genesis, and go all the way to the book of Malachi to the end, the first chapter of Matthew, and take it and rip it out and throw it away. Because it is of no consequences, of no importance, according to the bishop's theology, saying that it is of the flesh. Because even when we go into the millennial kingdom, again, I said, who's going to be ruling? Who's going to be governing? And so the fact is, again, it's a message. It's based on truth. 
It's based on the spirit. And I just think that the bishop is it's over his head. It's above his pay grade. And so the best way to do it is if you cannot understand something and you don't want to humble yourself and study and do the research, what you do is you attack the people that are doing it. Because I have one question for the bishop, except I hope that you please insist that he answer this question. Can he give us Bible verses that prove we are not Israel? Thank you all for listening, indulging me, Seth. I really appreciate you. I'm going to stay on the line until Brother Yeshua decides to disconnect, but I'll be sitting here listening. I don't have anything else to say. That you all right, and don't forget to press 1 once I put you on hold. You know the rule, because y'all, just in case you yes, have sir. any other questions or comments. So I'm going to put you on hold now. Now you're on hold, and just go ahead and press 1 now for your hand to go down. Ella, sure. I'm, hold on, sister. Oh, my goodness here. Uh, Sister Eliana, Sister Eliana, you didn't have a question. Did you? We got to go to the bishop in quickly, quickly. Did you have anything? Sister Eliana? Hello? Did you have a question? Your hand is up. Oh, okay. I did have a, I just, I did have a quick question. Quickly, I just quickly, wanted quickly. the bishop. I had a quick question, I said. A quick question is I wanted the bishop to answer if it's uh, not important for us to identify as being Hebrews like why then does Revelation 7 talk about the number of the tribes of Israelites being sealed in in the last days that's my question okay Bishop time is 1037 go ahead sir and I apologize but I gotta let the callers talk and I know Alicia talked a lot I didn't have a, a co-host and I was kind of like Barring him, so to speak. I hope you understand that. Go right ahead, sir. I've heard uh, two or three questions, but a lot of commentary. So I don't know whether the commentary was intended to uh, embellish the question or not, but let me just say in commentary form what I hope that will answer a question or two. Uh, I I was listening to what was said about Peter and his addressing uh, those that were the scattered tribes and et cetera. But, you know, Paul said something to Peter when Peter went down to um, Antioch, and he records it in Galatians. Uh, Around chapter 2, Paul says, I withstood Peter to the face because he was to be blamed. And uh, he says, um, before that, certain came from James, that is, one of the chiefs from Jerusalem. He did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. Now, this they are apostles. This they consider themselves yet Jews being born again. This they were not walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. He said unto Peter before them all, and then went on to say what he said, ending it with, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And he goes on and, and finishes that statement to Peter and the rest of them. But 
something that Peter wrote in his second epistle, the last chapter, verse 15, he says, an account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood. Now, here's the apostle Peter saying of the apostle Paul, Paul has the kind of grace and revelation that some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable, and this unstableness can be detected in the lack of stability in the suke, the mind, the will, and the emotions. So sometimes we can confuse compassion with just being unstable in emotion and wrath or wrestle with as they do other scriptures unto their own destruction. And one of the things that I believe that what happens if we try to embrace something that doesn't belong to us, and even if we embraced it, it really is substantive to what we really are in Christ, we'll end up sowing to the flesh and then of the flesh reap corruption. And so the abnormalities in the physicality factor of so many that are preaching ethnicity, that include being Hebrew-Israeli, that will end up producing abnormalities. It'll be bad for the blood, chronic ailments, diabetes, hypertension, stroke, heart attacks, all kinds of stuff. You'll find that when we become unbeknowing to ourselves, enemies of the cross, not of Christ, but of the cross, because the cross is the instrument of death to put to death all that which is old. On the other side of the cross and all the way through the millennial, all the way out into eternity. And if we're talking about the prophets. If you study Isaiah, he talked about the past, his present, and he goes beyond the millennium out into eternity. And when you talk about the the 12 tribes, the 12,000 out of each of the 12 tribes, 144,000 in his numeric strength and his qualitative strength in chapter 14, really, you talk about the new earth, you talk about the, the new heaven, you talk about the new Jerusalem, you talk about all these things. I encourage people, before you start digging into all these things, Dig into the person of Christ because that's what the Father wants for us. He wants us to know his son. The Apostle Paul said as much, oh, that I may know him. And he said that after he styled his flesh. He says the people want to boast after the flesh. I have more to boast about than anyone else. And he meant anyone else. Talked about being circumcised the eighth day, being of the stock of Israel, nationality, a Benjamite, 
family pedigree, a Pharisee, classism, all these things. But he counted all as dung that he might win Christ. And the things that were gained to him, being a Hebrew was gained, being a Benjamite was gained. All these things were gained. He says, what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. And here's what happens to individuals that go through seminary, uh, Bible school, the language, the whole nine yards. Verse 8 of Philippians chapter 3. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss, not just counted, but suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And then here's the popular saying, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the power of his resurrection means I am experiencing not just the Zoe life in my spirit, man, but I am experiencing resurrection life all the way down to my cellular level because the word of God is alive, energizing, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces to the dividing apart of soul and spirit to determine whether a person is soulish or spiritual, even to the joints and marrow, which means if the word is really operating in me adequately, arthritis and rheumatism and all that type of thing to my skeleton will never happen, all the way to the marrow that makes my blood. I'll never have bad blood. I'll never have diabetes. I won't have a stroke. I won't have a heart attack. I won't have any of those things. I'll be in health because my soul is prospering. Peter said it, and he said it real good, that receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. James said it real good, lays out all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. That is, the mind, will, and emotion will be stable. And we won't have in psychosomatic conditions that breaks us down physiologically. Is the 10 minutes up yet? Do I have 10 minutes? Still have a few minutes. Oh, this yeah, uh, uh, I appreciate that. I really appreciate you saying that. And I, and I do, I think I do get 10 minutes, right? Yeah, you started at 37. 30? 10.37. How much? It's 10.47. So okay. listen, I'll, I'm going to let I'll, you have I'll some, some more words here. We, we're going to go to, to right to 11. Let me just say this. Actually, I want to cut out because I want to play this little song at the very end. Uh, so listen, listen, Bishop, you're saying it, and it's still quite where you're repeating yourself. And I don't know if we'll ever come to an agreement. Maybe it's not that we should. I think maybe you may just serve as a warning to everyone. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up. But I do have a question for you. Do you believe in your grandkids taking history? Well, I don't call them kids because you the I, know, word I know kid, what the Billy Goat and all that, but I'm saying children, okay, you. you know, it's the spirit of the matter, just like saying Jesus when there was no, uh, same thing, principle spirit. But do you believe in your your children taking, or your grown-ups, or your young adults taking history? His, capital H, history. Yes, I do. 
Okay. When they take history and they get home and they start telling you who the mayors were and how Irish people do this, Irish people do that, do you tell them to don't talk about the flesh? Don't, don't, you know, if an Irish person starts talking about, I'm Irish and this is what happened, and they want to talk about their history, do you knock that? No, I look, if people want to talk about their history, natural history, let them talk about it. But what I do, I guess what I'm trying to say let, is this, and I think everybody knows the answer. You, everybody knows going to say that. My point is this: I cannot understand, and we did three shows, three hours of pop, nine hours, and I still don't understand why you think. I think what it is, you just disagree vehemently that black folks is Israel, and you want to just discourage any of that kind of foolishness. And what you're doing is you're saying, get out of the flesh, get out of the flesh. But now, if we was Israel, if we was in Israel, in the land of Israel, and we, if you tour Israel and they said, well, you know, the reason why we're here is because our father, you know, we're back in the land, I don't think you have a trouble with that. I don't think you would say, well, listen, I just want you to know, get out of the flesh. I don't think you would say that there. You would say, well, he's right, he's Jewish. I think what it is, you have a trouble. It does something to you to hear this. And you know what I learned? I'm telling this to everybody. My stepfather was a theologian of theologians, kind of like Elishua. You know, this dude was deep. He went to Israel five times. He saw the people. He heard white Jews, even so-called white, if I can use that name. He, he heard all kinds of For whatever reason, he never accepted that blacks were the Israelites. But you know, he used to say something very confusing. He used to say, Jesus, or Yeshua, was black. He used to say that the Israelites originally was black. But I think Billy was like, I shouldn't say his name, but everybody knows you. I, I think his problem was, you got these preachers on TV saying God can marry you, the Jewish people. And there's something about the TV and, and these names and titles. You just figure surely they wouldn't lie. But I think the Father has not given them that revelation. Neither has he given you it. I think that's the problem. I think we're trying to force some on you. Not meaning, not, not in a negative way, but we're trying to make some. Because I would say, Billy, I don't understand. He took out the genealogy of Christ and put a big old picture up on the wall, a big old uh, uh, map of the genealogy. And I said, well, you said this person was black. That's right. I said, well, this person black and they married somebody white. How is the baby still white? And how can a white race come out of mixing? There was no white in the Bible. There was albinos here and there, people that was cursed white. That's it. When I would say stuff about leprosy and that kind of talk, what I just said, he would get really upset. But I say, Billy, explain Leviticus 13 and 13 when it says, when you cover from head to toe, whatever this is, I call it white skin, you call it sores. Why is it when you cover with sores from head to toe, you clean, you accept, you can go and mingle among the people? He, he got up and did something he never did. He got up. My stepdad, who's a theologian, who run for no arguments, and he walked off. In Israel, we talk about folks that's sharp. They know Hebrew, Greek. They they in Israel. They in the land. My my niece is there now. I'm taking I'm taking people to Israel. Lots of people. He never would talk to those people. And I said, oh, seventy year old black folk. I don't think they're gonna get it. 
I don't think it's for them to get. We're going around this big circle over and over and over. We keep telling you there is no pop in the flesh. You say there ain't no pop in the flesh. We keep telling you no good thing in the flesh. No, no, no man after the flesh. Yeah, you can know you Israel, black people. And it will answer a lot of questions while you're in this land and make the Father look more loving. Uh, now we understand this weapon we get. Now we understand each other why we're so angry with each other. Now I don't disrespect black folk when I see them. When I see these gangbangers acting a fool, I understand this is what happened. We are we're people. We're, in, we're invention made of whites. We, we're white supremacists. We, we only know what they told us. And they're not going to tell you who they are. I understand now the Bible. It doesn't make sense because of the word of all people in prophecy. I understand now. I understand everything, but I understand that. Bishop, I have been to 24 countries trying to prove this wrong, hoping Oral would say something to me, Oral Roberts, hoping Ben Kinslow, a bunch of preachers I can name, top guys. And I am an unlearned person, troublemaking high school. I'm not a scholar. And I've been trying to get somebody to show me how wrong I am. I don't want to preach this at times. I'm excited, but I'm not. I'm excited to know who I am, but, but this message is something. I don't like these conversations. Bishop, if this you was my If listen. this was my show, Brother Seth, if this was my show, I would not cut you off and out of Three, six, nine hours, I would give you more than 45 minutes out of nine hours to speak. So let me just say this in conclusion, okay? Well, let me comment on what you just said. I got to say something. Let me got to say this. Let me got to say this. I think we have a problem with the, the depth of sin. We don't know how debilitating sin is. Forget about Hebraic, Israelites, and all the rest of it. It's a sin problem. That's our problem. We don't understand how serious sin is, how low you can go when sin is in control. That's, that's my bottom line, my good friends. And I appreciate you allowing me as much time to, to, to hear you and, and to to share what I did share. But I think the bottom line is a sin problem. It is. I have to agree. I have to agree. And again, I give you the trophy. I apologize if I didn't get you on enough. But but, uh, Bishop, I promise you, you have repeated. Everybody understand clearly what you're saying. I promise you. It's just for some reason, when we talk about who we are, it it just does something. You're like, oh, if they wouldn't say that. And you know that there's nothing wrong with history. There's nothing wrong with somebody saying, oh, my name is Seth. My people are from Missouri. You know, I, you, you got a relative of mine that goes to one of your churches. You know, and you said, you mentioned her name. We, we go by names. It's okay as long as you don't glory in it. And, and I don't know where you're hearing the glory. Nobody said, oh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Hebrew. I don't have to preach these. We're just trying to speak our language. That's why we speak Hebrew, say Yah. We can say God. 
Bishop, I enjoyed it as well. I'm going to go ahead and mute your line. Brother Agnew, again, I thank y'all for coming on. If y'all want to, I'm, I'm going to call this the final list. If y'all want to come on and do something else, next week I will tell everybody that we will be discussing this show. And it will be just as respectful. I don't know, though. I don't know. If there's another gym I think my brain. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, this was just so juicy. But I don't know. I take that back. I don't think we'll be discussing. I think I'm trying to bring on Mr. Dana. Brother, Steven. We'll Brother see. Seth. Brother Seth? Yes. Am I on the line? This is Aaron Agnew. You're on the line. You're on the line. Okay. Um, I have someone on three-way with me that if you'll give him at least two minutes out of respect for my time, because I practice possessing my soul in my patience. I believe I'm you the one that was put on the video. You could have spoke up. You didn't have to. But go ahead, come I on. Believe, okay. Gerald Browning. God bless you. Amen. I just amen, amen, brother. To, Go ahead with your comment, please. I just want to try to um, communicate what we believe. I've been with Bishop Smith 22 years, and when it comes to the foundation, we encourage believers to at least be off the foundation in two years so they can go on to the deeper depth of Christ. But when it comes to communicating Christ in the revelation of him, <clears throat> pardon me, in terms of race, if we see anybody of any race and they're not born again, we consider them black, white, Jewish, Chinese. We don't care what race they are. But what we're going to do is encourage them to get born again, to get out of that race and get into the holy race. So, Wherever we are, we're going to every race, telling them that there's a better life in Christ if you get born again. Now, okay, let me finish now. Let me finish now. What we have an issue with is with believers who say they have a foundation and they are on the meat are still calling themselves black, white, Hebrew, desecrating the finished work of the reality of Christ when Paul says you're carnal. Okay, Paul says, okay, no, no, wait a minute, brother Seth. Hold up now. Hold up. And Paul purpose his identification. Here's the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, Seth, let, let me, can I finish? No, let me finish. I'm going to meet your line for a second, okay? Here's why I'm meeting your line. I don't mind you talking. But we got two minutes. We have to wrap up the show. We beg for callers, cans going up. I don't know why Brother Agnew was being quiet. He didn't need to. I just can't have you on right now, brother. We got two minutes. I'm sorry. I, I promise you, y'all know me. I'm not. I, I'm not trying. I'm serious. We got two minutes. I want the bitch to have last words, and I want to wrap up the show. It's too late. Plus, you're saying the same thing. Billy, uh, the, uh, nobody. Uh, of course, when you see a black person, oh my goodness, I, I just don't understand. It's like y'all not trying to hear, and it really upsets me. The show has been going really good. You've heard some solid things, and you're still trying to say. You know, if you see somebody across the you call him a black man. Which we tell people the reason why you're going through this is because of this, that, and the other, naturally, but we have to return to the Father. I don't know why y'all not hearing that. Bishop, listen, I think I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Listen, folks, love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it, Bishop. Uh, you got the last words, and I do mean in 30 seconds. Please say something in 30 minutes. 30 seconds, please. We love you with the love of the Lord, and we love you with our personal love as well. And I appreciate your spirit, and may the grace of God enable you. May you 
increase with his increase and be enlarged with his largeness. God bless you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your spirit like you would never know. Love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, maybe we'll do this in the future. We'll see uh, if they want to do something else in the future, perhaps. Good night. <laughs>